This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. What are we doing? It's like, a, I guess it's a bonus pod. It's a bonus for the listener because it was unexpected. It's a bonus for us because we're in the same room, which is a bonus. It is a bonus. Absolutely a bonus. But um, most importantly, yeah. uh, what we're doing today is trying to raise some money for the uh, firefighters in Australia because as we've uh, spoken about a couple of times on previous podcasts, Australia's on fire. Yep. The country is uh, burning down and uh, even as we record this uh, today, the fires are predicted down in the area where my parents are from, uh, East Gippsland, but particularly the area where we used to go for every single summer holiday. They've just uh, asked 30,000 people to evacuate out of that area because tomorrow it's going to be over 40 degrees and terrible fire conditions and they're worried about people. So. We thought, well, how can we contribute? And the way that we cannot contribute is by fighting fires. Yeah. <laughs> by I mean, holding a hose yeah. and standing in front of a fire. <laughs> we're going to take the Scott Morrison defense, yeah. which is like, well, We're currently in Hawaii. We're in Hawaii. We're recording we are, this in Hawaii. On the beach oh, in Honolulu. That's what we should have done. We should have taken some of the Patreon money and flown to Hawaii. Yeah. A hilarious statement about the lack of leadership <laughs> in this country. Scott Morrison is as qualified as two podcasters. Um, don't get me wrong, Hawaii is a good place. Always recommend that people go and check out Hawaii. But when you're in, you know, prime minister of a country that's on fire, just you know, postpone your holiday, Scotty. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, when my baby was born, I was able to call the airline and say, "Hey, we had planned to travel on this date. Looks like my baby's coming. Could I get a credit?" They were like, "Sure, no problem, no charge." Surely for the prime minister of Australia. Here's what I can tell you: I haven't had a holiday in a year and a half. And here's what I'm going to say, is my job is not as important as the job of Prime Minister of Australia. But Will, your last show, you were definitely on fire. <laughs> didn't you actually have a show called Fire at Will? Fire at Will, Thank yeah. Thank God that didn't come out this year. That, that won't age well, will it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Some of his uh, old material is retrospectively problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> Imagine that's what gets you cancelled. You know, he did a show called Fire at Will and his backdrop was a massive fire. And there's someone saying, you know, the show actually has nothing to do with fire. Like, it's just an expression. It's like, it doesn't matter. Cancelled. I read the headline. Look at him celebrating fire. (laughs) He's a fire apologist. That's what he is. He loves fire. When Australia descends into chaos, you'll be the first one against the wall because of the name of your show. And the wall will have a James Fosdyk (laughs) illustration on the back of it. Uh, yeah, so we thought we'd do a little uh, uh, fundraising bonus pod, and we thought, what's some good bonus content that maybe we wouldn't have time to do or we wouldn't do on the normal show? Oh, should we tell people how we're raising funds, though? Oh, uh, yes. We have a GoFundMe page, which uh, I will insert a link to at the bottom of this episode. So, well, hang on. I was going to 
make this a reward for the GoFundMe? But should we release it and just direct people to the GoFundMe? And that might be better. We're probably going to get more ears on it that way. I think so. Yeah. Because then if every single person who... So we put... Um, yeah, this is why you're much better at business than me. I'm like, how can we exclude <laughs> as many paying customers as possible? Put it behind a wall. And you're like, how about we just put the thing out and encourage people to buy it if they like it? Here's what I would say is that we often ask people to go to the Patreon and support us. Yeah. But for this episode... Yeah. If every single person who listened to this episode donated a dollar, yes. we would far surpass the expectation goal that we are going to put on this GoFundMe. Yes. So judging by our data, if our data is correct, if every person who listens to this show put on put in one dollar. One dollar. We would smash it. We would smash it and we would have a whole bunch of money that we could then give to the, the firefighters. So if you like this extra content and you think that it's worth a dollar, but not just a dollar that goes to us, a dollar that goes to an incredible cause to support people who are mostly volunteers who are giving their time and their energy and sometimes their lives to, yeah. you know, defend Haven't been able to shoot a calendar this summer. All the sexy firefighters have not had time to shoot that a calendar. That is not correct because every time I go to my fucking supermarket, they try to sell me a fireman calendar and I have bought one. Yeah. I bought one. I one day relented to the fucking, con- I'm just like, I'm going to buy a calendar so that next time I can go back and I can say, I've bought one, mate. I've already bought a fucking calendar. What would happen if you bought you, it? You know what happened? What? Well, I said to the guy, I bought a calendar. He goes, you know what you need? Two calendars. <laughs> And I was like, I need to get you to run the TOEFOP business <laughs> and not Charlie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what we, that's the reason for doing this pod. So if you're so inclined, there'll be a link in the episode description. You can go to the, our GoFundMe page and uh, donate what you like. If you want to do more than a dollar, that would be also very welcome. Yes, because if everybody donated a dollar, that would be brilliant. But yeah. some people aren't going to donate a dollar. Yeah. Uh, so for them, to maybe, all the doctors who listen to our podcast, exactly, donate ten dollars, doctors, <laughs> and then nine people who were sick can not donate a dollar <laughs> and spend it on their medical bills, and then you can claim it on your tax. Well, you can claim it on tax as a charity donation. That's the other thing. Tax deductible. If you've got some money you need to move around before you get to the end of the next financial year, charity donation is always good. Wouldn't it be great if we had just somebody who was listening in the Cayman Islands, a drug or dealer, Panama, or something like half like a that, million to and shift. decided to put half a million dollars through our GoFundMe to launder it, and we had the most successful GoFundMe. Suddenly, you and I are like, there's a picture of each of us in every fire station around Australia. People are fighting fires, listening to episodes of Tofop. We become this massive podcast based on our contribution to uh, the firefighters, mixed with the fact that we have a Colombian drug dealer who's trying to launder money. <laughs> through Panama. <laughs> the Escobars of podcasting. We're going to get our own airfield. We'll get that in. That's the next thing we'll get installed. Uh, okay. So what, yes, what you, what we thought we would do, um, we weren't going to do an end of the decade wrap, but then we were tossing around ideas because we thought, let's try to make this episode special in yeah. some way, make it about something. Yeah. And uh, so we decided that perhaps we would just look up some lists of like songs and music and TV, uh, songs, uh, TV and movies and just have a bit of a reflection back on the uh, 2010s, the 2010s, Charlie. The, the teens. The, the, the teens, our teen years. Difficult teen years. Our, just like most people's teens, you look back with nostalgia about the songs and the, and, and the movies you saw. They made quite an impression. Let's see if our teens universally were memorable because we're going to read some best of lists and discuss... And uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, we've been doing this podcast for pretty much that entire decade. Mm-hmm. So this should really... That's true. Burn. We are a product 
of the teens. Yeah, I did an interview for the music, the music, uh, yeah. dot com or dot com dot au about uh, podcasting over the last decade. And the reason he talked to me, he said, well, you've been podcasting for pretty much the entire decade. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sad, isn't it? Still it's like re- not, still hasn't really turned into anything. It's like realizing you have like a drinking problem. It's like someone says to you after ten years, you realize every time we catch up, you have a yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh shit, I never noticed it. Yeah. Me and my friend Charlie get together and podcast. Yeah. The majority of the conversations you and I have had in the last decade have been recorded. <laughs> That's fucking true. That is true. You know what? That's a funny, interesting point because it's made me realize the amount of times I've referenced the podcast when talking to people. If a topic comes up of interest, I will always say, I'll often say, oh, Will and I talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> so it's like you basically have a timeline for anything that's in the zeitgeist for us in the last 10 years. Yeah. You've got to chart what we thought about those things at the time yes. and hear us through our conversations with each other. Charlie, it's almost like this podcast is a comedy conversation <laughs> between two old friends. <laughs> But it's funny because we used to have these exact same conversations for the 10 years previous, Mm. right? Since we've known each other, it wasn't quite 10 years previous, but we essentially had those conversations unrecorded. And now, like, we've probably had the same amount of conversations, but they're all recorded. Oh my God, that's weird. I wonder if there's any other relationship, a friendship dynamic, where half the things you said to that person (laughs) have been recorded. Like, unless you were date, like, unless you were, like, a, I guess if you're a crime lord, you could expect that your house is bugged, so you and your wife, like, most of your conversations are recorded, but next the ori- to those. The original podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the original true crime podcast. Next to people under surveillance, we would have yeah. the most conversations recorded. Yeah. Well, maybe that's how podcasts came about in the first place. Yeah. You know, the guys who were listening on the mob bosses, because the most popular genre, obviously, of podcasts is true crime. Yeah. So maybe back in the, you know, the FBI, CIA. <laughs> like, I've got a great idea for a podcast. They were like, you've got to listen to this conversation. <laughs> that would be running off tapes for their mates that they could just listen to in the car. Well, I guess it's a way. I heard uh, Brian Grazer was on Joe Rogan's show, and he was talking about how uh, he was dyslexic as a kid so he found it difficult to learn you know reading and writing like normal kids and then as he uh, uh, got into adulthood and became a professional he realized he was really great at learning from just like talking to people and so when he finds out about a topic he likes he will arrange to meet someone who is an expert in that field maybe if he read an article he'll see if he can get in contact with the person who's being interviewed or whatever and then he'll just have these like he says you know sometimes up to six hour chats he'll try and meet them in person but if not He'll just say, hey, could I borrow some time? I'd just love to talk to you about it and just have a Skype. And he's been doing this for years. And Joe Rogan was like, so you've basically been doing podcasts for the last like 15 years. I've been thinking about that a little bit recently because I, we, we set a, um, a little aim to do uh, one philosophy a week for all of uh, 2019. And it, it, we achieved it. We got through the entire year doing one a week and... Um, we did some best ofs in January. So realistically, I have to get through to February uh, weekly for it to be a, a full calendar year. Um, but I've got some in the can, so I know we're going to do that. So I suddenly was like, oh, that's 52 conversations. conversations. And 52 conversations with incredibly interesting people where I get to hear these incredibly interesting stories, but also gain quite a great perspective on life and all this extra information. It's like I've done a course. Yeah. 
It's like I went to university once a week. In fact, I think I've learnt more in my one year of doing those philosophy conversations than I did in three years of going to university because it's just having these tutorials with people where they give you all this knowledge. Now, I've done 10 years with you and learnt fuck all. So <laughs> it has balanced out a little. Yeah. I'm the fucking like humanities course at university. I'm your philosophy degree. I'm one of those guys who's been at uni for 10 years because yeah. he likes uni. Yeah. No, not because he wants to particularly learn anything. It's just like, whatever. Let's talk about whatever. I just like being at uni. Well, when I heard Brian Grazer say that, I was like, oh, that fucking makes total sense because I love getting deep in a conversation with someone. And I was like, Joe's right. He should have just been recording these conversations. That's a podcast. I'm like that. Oh, that's philosophy. <laughs> and then I started thinking, could you license philosophy? So like masterclass, right? You license philosophy where we provide a service where we will set up. Like if you book in, you can get 52 conversations with experts and all these different fields. But you got to pay us a fee. We license. You have the philosophy experience. I mean, it's a good idea. I don't think that's a bad idea. Is it possible? I don't know anything like possible. masterclass. Yeah, I mean, master. And by the way, the way that masterclass are burning through people, there's a chance <laughs> that in the next five years we'll get a masterclass. Have you done any of the masterclass classes? I haven't done them yet. Have you done any? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, done- I've been interested in a few. I can you still access all of them? Is it yeah. one of those things where you just like, yeah? So yeah. So, so when a new one comes along, the old ones don't drop off or anything. That's like right. That. There's a catalog. Yeah. So Jem bought me. So I I paid for one. I did. Um, David Mamet, a writing course, but I didn't enjoy that. Was that was one of the ones that I thought might be cool. Yeah, I don't like him. He's an abrasive individual. And since then, I've read all this stuff online I mean, it'd be very him. hard to tell that from the work that he puts out into <laughs> the world. <laughs> but I just, because I, they give you homework. So basically, you watch this one hour or whatever long it is to mm. talk, and then you've got like a little PDF book that you print off, and they give you homework. And then you can log on. So for this, because it's a writing course, there was people in my class so you can then submit, just say you had a short story yeah. assignment, you can submit it and then everyone comments. Yeah, no, that, that can get fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear I don't what homework. They, I just want to hear what they have to you say. You just want to be smoking behind the bike sheds when you're not in class. My homework is my work. Yeah. Like I like to challenge like I like to hear those things. I'm going on this podcast um, by this I would say relatively inexperienced comedian. Mm. And he contacted me about a year ago. It's called Funny in Failure. And it's about, um, well, you know, failure and and comedy and the connection between the two things. So he asks comedians about their careers and their lives, but times within them they've experienced failure and how they felt at the time. And he's a young guy, relatively inexperienced in the comedy world. And I, I thought, I'll listen to an episode to, you know, get a get a vibe for the podcast before I go to do it. Anyway, in the last two days, I've listened to about 20 episodes of this because I've got a lot out of it. Because A, he talks to a whole bunch of people who I am interested in hearing those, you know, just like I listened to Damien Kellen and to, this morning, like people that I, I'm interested in hearing being interviewed by somebody. But because also he's quite new and naive he asks questions that you wouldn't ask if you were more that i wouldn't ask on philosophy or those sort of things yeah because i would skip over that whereas the actual inexperience and naivety sometimes is what gets to that answer that i would never think to ask such a simple question yeah that makes sense yeah and so i've really 
dug it. Like, and so I've, I've, I've so been you're burning... seeing something from a different perspective, right? <laughs> As opposed to your very narrow worldview, Charlie. It's unbelievable. It's like there's other people in the world. Well, but, but my point being that instead of going to a Mark Marin or a Richard Feidler Damn. or a Willosophy or somebody who's an established interviewer and has established product. What is actually really good about this podcast is that he is not mm. one of those people. Yeah. He doesn't have 20 years of experience that he brings to the table. Yeah. He has... All so he's the asking pe- questions of someone from that right. perspective. So- all the people he's interviewing have much more experience than yeah. he has. Yeah. As opposed to often the opposite or an equivalent. So it's like experience. when Colin Carpenter would get like Bob Hawke. <laughs> yes. It's exactly like when Colin Carpenter... Well, one you would love is our dear friend Michael Chamberlain. Yeah. Was like, that was the first episode that I listened to, in fact. And I found out things about Chamber's comedy career and what he thought about his comedy that I have never found out in knowing Chamber for nearly 20 years. So, yeah, it was... It's I, really anyway, racist. <laughs> Funny in failure, it's called. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. it's a good podcast. And who's and, the host? Uh, I'm going to say his name is Michael Kahan, but I may I may be getting that wrong. Yeah. I will know it before I do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so what we thought we would do is we would look back on the on the last decade, and I thought Charlie that the areas that we probably will know the most about will be movies and TV. Mm-hmm. And the area where we might suddenly find ourselves to be old men yep. is music. Yes. Now, I think that I probably have kept in touch with modern music more than you 100%. have. 100%. So I thought it might be fun for us to look through the last decade yeah. and see what you well, remember. Let me just, all right. So I said to you when, I, when we talked about this, uh, what we might talk about, I said to you, well, let's do music. And then I realized immediately it's like, I can't. I couldn't name one album of the last ten years, and then I started thinking, "What's the last album I can name? Like, what's the last album I remember buying or purchasing, and what was the name of that album?" And I really had to think about it, and I think it was. So this is where my. I don't even know if this falls in the last ten years or not. To the Five Boroughs by the Beastie Boys. Oh. oh <laughs> Which I geez. think is mid two thousands. I was. I was going to say you might be going right back. Uh, Let's have a look. That's the last one I can... That's the last CD I can remember buying. 2004. Fuck. Fucking hell. June 14th, 2004. I mean, I know I've bought other albums, but I just don't know what the... Like, I have an Arcade Fire album. I couldn't tell you the name of it. I don't know the name of any of Arcade Fire's albums. I mean... Oh, no, you know what? That's not true. I can name an Eminem album. Berserk. No. Hang on. Berserk. That came out like three years ago. So, okay. So your Beastie Boys album came out in 2004. Yeah. Uh, MCA died in 2012. (laughs) So MCA almost didn't make it into this decade. Oh my God. (laughs) All right. Um, All right. So how many songs are on this list? Okay. Well, this is what I've done because I thought this might be a good way to get a feel for it is um these are all the songs and we don't have to go through all of them obviously but um i've looked up the billboard uh top 100s and these are i've got a list of all the songs that went to number one right so i won't but these are were songs that were big enough over the last 10 years to make it to number one on the billboard charts so playing played everywhere played everywhere that means right yeah 
So we'll, we'll see how well you go in remembering these okay. songs. Now, do you think you're going to be better at more current? Or if I go back... So should we start right. at 2010 or should yeah, we start, start now? Start at 2010. Okay. It's going to get right. worse. It's going to be like having some kind of memory loss. Okay. All right. Um, so the number one song, uh, the first song that went to number one in this decade was by somebody who uh, ironically predicted a social media phenomenon that is Paparazzi, now- Lady Gaga. I oh, mean, no. that's a that's a you're in the oh, zone okay. for what what we're looking at here. Okay, um, it's the name of an app. Uh, the song it, is the name of an app. Yeah, but it wasn't then. That the, it is now the name of an app. Oh, okay. And the performer is female, and she has uh, one of the letters of her name isn't a letter. Yeah, so it's pink. No. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> another one. female because she's p exclamation mark. Uh, she. Can, what about this? If I say this. Okay. That uh, she often woke up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Oh, Kesha. Kesha. Kesha TikTok. Ah, TikTok. Yeah, I would never have got that. But yes, you're right. That is an app. I had a go on TikTok last week. I was hanging out with my friends and one of them has a 14-year-old daughter and she showed me how to do TikTok. And it was the equivalent of being at someone's 21st and shuffling onto the dance floor to show the kids you still got moves. And then like pulling a muscle in your back. She showed me how to TikTok. I had a go at it. So what you can do on TikTok is like they have like sound bites. So you can do like movie quotes or mime a song or whatever. And so I got it and uh, I found the Friends song, you know, I'll be there. And I did this whole thing where I was going to lip sync it. I did it, gave it back to her and she's delete. (laughs) Not even a comment. Like she was so dismissive. It had no relevance. Probably didn't even know what the fuck that song was. And I did it and I shot like a scene in front of a fountain and I did a scene in front of a tree and all this kind of stuff and she was just not impressed. Uh, you, There's no chance you'll get this next one. So I'm just going to okay. um, uh, say it was the Black Eyed Peas, I'm a Bee. Wouldn't have known that. Uh, Teo that Cruz. is a song called I'm a B- I'm, I Am a Bee. <laughs> I Am a Bee. I'm a Bee? I'm a Gonna Bee, I'm a Bee, I'm a Bee. That song, right? <laughs> I'm a Bee, I drink honey. No, I don't drink honey, I make honey. Fuck also, a flower. Also occasionally drink some honey. <laughs> Fuck you know flowers, what? carry pollen on my legs. I, I think that's I what I do. It. Who hasn't picked their own nose at some stage? And my nose tastes like honey. So occasionally I make some honey and then I eat some sweet, sweet the honey. The Black Eyed Peas were once in a zone where what we just spoke about then, you could have put into the lyrics and it would have gone number one. <laughs> the Black Eyed Peas, I'm a beat. That's I'm a pretty bee. much the like, that'll do. Money, money, money. <laughs> Taboo's like, so what does a bee do? I don't know. Drinks honey and shit. Fucks flowers. No, it wasn't about an actual B. It's I'm, I'm a B a, is I will be. Yeah, I'm a B. <laughs> For a second, I thought it was like Nelly Furtado, I'm like a bird. It's like a pop single, yeah, I'm a bee. Like I'm like a bee. <laughs> I'm like a bird, I'm a bee. Get us together, watch us fuck. <laughs> well, they could do a collab. They missed a great opportunity, the Black Eyed Peas and Nelly Furtado. Um, all right. Uh, Teo Cruz featuring Ludacris, Break Your Heart. I don't think you'll remember that. I don't know that. Do you know Okay. That? Yes, but not well. I Can you better sing hum it, to it you. or give me the no. chorus? Well, even- that's the rule. If I don't know it, you have to hum it or give me the chorus or something. Oh, I don't think I can do that for even songs that I do know. <laughs> that's but, the point. Uh, all right. Um, do you? Uh, okay. So this artist, right. um, uh, American female artist. Uh, has an abbreviation of her name that she goes by, 
but she's a one a one name person. A Beyonce. In that vibe, but not Beyonce. Oh, fuck. If so you could, not Pink, not Beyonce. I'm getting like seventy. If you couldn't afford it. Beyonce, who would you get? I couldn't afford Beyonce. Is she African American? Yeah. Yes. Rihanna. Yes. Yes. Uh, Rude Boy by Rihanna. What is she called? Riri. Riri. Okay. Yeah. Rude Boy. Hello, boy, boy, boy. Let me give it up. That one. Um, Bob featuring Bruno Mars. Nothing on you. Do you remember that? No. No idea. Uh, Oh, here you go. Here's a collab. Oh, so the Black Eyed Peas weren't doing something with Nelly Furtado, but one of the Black Eyed Peas was doing a collab. Oh, yeah. So this would be Will I Am and yes. like... And who would Will I Am be? Another male art, hip-hop artist. Oh. Or R&B artist. Oh, there's so many, though. But I think... This, you know, No, but big in the year 2000. Like Usher? Usher. It is? Yep. Big in 2000, that's yep. all you need to say. Uh, the song, uh, you, I don't know if you'll remember this or not, um, it was an abbreviation, the sort of thing that you might write at the bottom of a text if you're really excited about something. Lol? Uh, <laughs> OMG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that lol was on the whiteboard. I'm sure when they were doing the minimal amount of effort that Will I Am and the Black Eyed Peas, you know what? Will I Am probably would have gone with LOL, but yeah. Usher, he brings a little bit more to the table. He's like, why don't we try out some other ones? What about OMG? Done. Pushed back from the desk. Let's do lots of cocaine. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we're, now this is in your hitting zone. Uh, this is an artist that you have seen live. Oh. Yeah. Uh, a band or an artist? An artist. Uh, uh, sort of indie or mainstream? Uh, oh, it's Eminem. Both. It is Eminem. Uh, I should have known that because that's an artist I've seen with you multiple times. Uh, so uh, one week at number one. This okay, this been. song. So it was two thousand, yeah. right? It was the year two thousand, and it was number one. It was number one. Shit. So this is when it was his like sort of druggy phase, right? When he was coming off the back of the Eminem show into it's before recovery. What was before recovery? Oh, is this that? Oh, that shit song he did where in the music video he's playing like Brett Michaels. He went through that period where his songs are really indulgent and lame. Ah. This um, was an album where he did a lot of... Is this the one with Michael Jackson? It's a really lazy, low-hanging freak music video. Was, I remember this album, he had a lot of collaborations. What's it? With like pop stars. Oh, okay. So is this... Um, watch, uh, this love isn't the, a Love the Way You Lie? Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a oh. minute. <laughs> Who did he collaborate with? No, this one isn't a collaboration. Oh, okay. well, that's what I'm saying. But this album... Oh, what's, had, what so was the song? I've got you in the zone. So Not Afraid. Oh, Not Afraid. By Eminem. So it is his recovery period. So then uh, that gets knocked off by uh, oh, another hip-hop artist doing a collaboration with a pop star. Pitbull? No. <laughs> You're a bit early for Pitbull. Okay. But <laughs> another, We're pre-PB? Here's what I will say to you. Uh, Pitbull is a good clue oh. for the... Rapper? The rapper. So it's a Latino rapper? No, as in know. think more oh, animal. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> another type of dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really another type of dog more than another type of rapper. <laughs> well, I was trying to give you the double meaning clue. Uh, uh, um, and uh, he's but he's duetted with everyone. Yes. So give me a clue about the other. It's person. a pop star that we haven't mentioned yet. A female pop star. Female that pop star po that has not been mentioned by you yet. Who the fuck does Snoop Dogg guest with? He's guested with everyone. That doesn't narrow yep. it down. Give me another clue. Um, African American. Uh, the no. 
uh, white, white, an American, white female pop star, white American female, uh, white American female pop star. <sighs> uh, okay, so you got your at this ones. stage possibly married to a comedian, possibly. Oh, I don't know the dates. Is that? Oh, I have no idea who this is. Who is it? Katy Perry. Oh fuck! What did? Was oh, she, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah she got married song? to Russell Brand, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, California Girls. Was that with a U? Nine years ago. Yep. Shit. Okay. Yep. I had no idea he was on that song. Uh, then uh, that spent six weeks at number one. Uh, seven weeks at number one uh, was "Love the Way You Lie" by Eminem oh. featuring Rihanna. And then, uh, well, I'm just going to say because it's interesting, Katy Perry's "Teenage Dream." Oh, yeah. uh, knocked it off so you've had a bit of a run there where these charts have been dominated pretty much by Eminem and the same people doing collaborations with other people <laughs> yeah. on the list we've had the Black Eyed Peas and Will I Am pop up twice we've had Rihanna pop up twice we've had Katy Perry pop up Katy twice. Perry pop up twice oh Eminem okay uh, so uh, Katy Perry was knocked off by someone else who's been on the list uh, already Will I Am no Usher no Shit. Uh, no, we kind of skipped over him. I just mentioned him. Uh, uh, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are, four weeks. I don't know. I only became aware of Bruno Mars in his sting period. That, oh, yeah, yeah, that song. Yeah, I got into Bruno Mars much later. Much I think later. for the better. Yeah. Because no, I have gone back and his modern his old stuff, stuff. His modern stuff's great. Heaps better. Mark, Since he started dancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Get dancing, little man. Yeah, I did actually see a Bruno Mars clip the other night when I was on a deep dive on YouTube just before going to bed watching, you know, stuff for fun. I'm not even joking. I did a deep dive on Bruno Mars last week because yeah. I wanted to see if he'd ever played with Sting because I was listening to that Locked Out of Heaven song. Yeah. I'm like, it sounds like the police. And sure enough, he yeah. did a big for Bob, Mar a Bob Marley testimonial. He played with Sting, Riri and uh, Bob Marley's son. Yeah, well, I was watching, because, um, uh, you know, we've been going deep on Cardi B recently. And so I was watching some Cardi B stuff. And then the... We should cut ourselves some slack. Look at us, two old men <laughs> talking about Bruno Mose. Matt Mose. <laughs> Bruno Mose. Bruno Mose. Bruno Mose. You know, old Bruno And Cardi B. Um, so uh, Cardi B and Bruno Mars doing some live performance, which is fantastic. And... And Bruno's dancing away. And then there was some early Bruno thing that I clicked on and he wasn't yeah. dancing. And I was like, no thanks, Bruno. And it was much more poppy. It's like, I'm not interested, Bruno, if you're not dancing. Back then, I thought Bruno Mars was the same as that other guy who had the hat, Jason Mraz. <laughs> I thought Bruno Mars and... Bruno they, Mraz. Because they both had hats. Yeah. Jason Mars and Bruno Mraz. Um, I guess Jason Mraz probably wishes that too now. But some, I know. I thought he was going to be the big star. Yeah, out of the two, you were like, Bruno Mars is going nowhere. Yeah. This Mraz is where it's at. Get on the Mraz train. <laughs> He's got that marazzle-dazzle <laughs> oh, that I love. It. That was my pun. That's the next one I had on the, <laughs> in the chamber. Uh, uh, okay, so... Um, I just heard a marazberry. <laughs> oh, what did... What was that great pun you came up with for that guy on his bowling team? You know, last episode. I didn't come up with the great pun. For people who haven't heard it. No, in the email, with Adam Spencer, when we were... Oh, when Adam Spencer emailed. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, that was Adam's idea. Oh, that was Adam. Mine. What was yeah. it? Hang on, I have to Living on a spare? No, no, that was the original one. No, that was idea. the original one. Sorry, give me one second, I'll look Who it spares wins? That's it. Is that's that a right? Good, that's a good pun. Or is that another great one? Uh, who spares wins? Yes. Yeah. 
Who spares wins? Yeah, how did we not buddy come up with that one? Yeah, that is an excellent, well, good suggestion, Spence. Yeah. Sometimes when I read email chains, people's thoughts get mixed up with each other. <laughs> no, I, I should have taken credit for that. Yeah, I'm big on that though. I have often in an email chain confused what somebody was originally saying with what the person who replied to it is and <laughs> thinking they were all the same thing. Um, all right. So uh, Bruno Mars, just the way you are. Um, uh, like a G6. Um, oh, okay. So do you remember the song Far East Movement featuring the cataracts and Dev? Like a G6. Like a G6. Like a G6. That's that song. Like a G6. Is it G6? What is a G6? Is that I like an know. airplane? I don't know what a G6 is. I think it's a, I think it's a private plane. Like a G6, like a G6. Um, <clears throat> Popping bottles in the ice like a blizzard. Mm. When we drink, we do it right, getting slizzard. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping serpent in my ride like 3-6. Now I'm feeling so fly like a G6. Like a G6, like a G6. Give me that Moet. Give me that Cristal. Ladies love my style at my table getting wild. Getting them bottles popping, then we get that drip and dropping. Now, now, give me two more bottles because you know it don't stop. <laughs> I mean, that's not really clearing up what a G6 is, is it? I've never felt older <laughs> than I do right now listening <laughs> to these lyrics. What are they saying? What is this young person speak? Um, all right. A G6 is a Gulfstream jet. So, oh, yes, okay. it's a private plane. That does make sense. Okay, we're back. Another previous <laughs> champion. Uh, has hit the tops of the charts. And is it, are we still in 2010? We are still in 2010, which has been dominated by the same artist. Eminem? Uh, no, female artist. Katy Perry? Uh, no. Fuck me. Uh, Kesha, Kesha. Kesha. Kesha, we are. We are, we are. That's all I know. Who we are. We are the, we are the, we are the crazy people. That's her song. Did you know? You know, that, I only know half these songs because yeah. this is what they play at the gym. gym. <laughs> the gym songs. I think a lot of these will be gym songs. Okay. We are, not spelled A-R-E, capital R. We capital R, who we capital R. Is we are it? who we are. The two Ronnies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the song finishes when she says, it's good night from me and it's good night from him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing if it comes out that song was really just a hidden message about the two Ronnies uh, I'm short like the short one tall with glasses <laughs> okay so now another previous person uh, female no, pop star okay that we've mentioned he's back on the list doing a collaboration with a, a, a not previously mentioned uh, R&B artist and uh, uh uh, we've mentioned her before in this. In the, she has been in the charts twice already. Katy Perry. No. Oh. Uh, Riri. Yeah. Rihanna's having a big year in 2010, yeah. right? Rihanna featuring. Oh, uh, okay. So she had a number one single. Oh, it'd be like um, the Rude Boy we've done. Um, uh, I whips and chains excite me. What's that one? This will be Rihanna featuring. This will be um, an artist who. There's no way it'd be these days. It'd be this person featuring Rihanna. Okay. This person is massive now. In a way R&B that, artist. Well, R&B rapper. Oh, can they dance? 
Uh, I don't want to know about them. They don't dance. Uh, no. A bit, but not. Yeah, that's not what they're They're not known for. for their dancing. They do a bit of acting, if that helps. Oh, Donald Glover? No. No. <laughs> uh, they a bit were of in acting. A reboot of a very popular uh, TV series. Uh, one of the dragons. Canadian TV series. What? Oh, Drake. Drake. Holy shamolies. Rihanna was... featuring Drake. Wow. Jeez, things... Uh, you know what? This decade's about to get very good for Drake. He doesn't know it yet. He's just guesting on Rihanna's song. And he's like, you know what? My career is looking pretty good. I did Degrassi High or yeah. something. I did the Degrassi reboot and I've gone <laughs> straight into this A Rihanna track. Things could not be better. You know what? I'm thinking of retiring. Mom, Dad, I've done it. Your little boy Drake is no longer a duckling. Mom, Dad... I started at the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Shit, man. If you were the ghost of Christmas future and you came to Drake right now and you said, Drake, good, what, good job on the Rihanna spot. That's really good. But guess what's coming? Uh, Rihanna featuring Drake was knocked off. For only one week at number one. It was knocked off by Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a looper kind of... Paradox. Yeah. Rihanna beaten by Rihanna. Only girl in the world. Only yeah. girl, brackets, in the world. Uh, Rihanna. How's that song go? Is it a ballad? It sounds like, an, it sounds like a ballad. Um, the, let's make, well, guess what the lyrics are. Everyone died of the plague. <laughs> now I'm the only girl in the world. <laughs> Have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> I'm the only the girl in the world I'm the world's most successful psychopath I'm the only girl in the world uh, and now an artist that you have tried to insert into the year 2010 but up until uh, December 11 2010 did not make it to number one on the charts I've already, and I've already had a guess you've this. already had a guess at this woman Beyonce no oh shit oh pink pink with uh, Raise a Glass. In. Raise your glass! Which is like, I'm pretty sure it's the Australian national anthem because anytime an Australian show has to put a clips package to, together, clips package, it's always this song. We disproportionately love Pink in Australia. Yeah. So Pink is massively successful worldwide, but is disproportionately She's successful. the goodies <laughs> of pop music. Pink and the goodies yeah. <laughs> are disproportionately successful in Australia. She's the David, as David, David Hasselhoff is, no, no, that's not true because she's big back in America. Mm. She's just not as big in Australia. Right. Uh, she, well, yes, that's right. But she's massive down here. Ed yeah. Sheeran is also. But you know what? I think that reflects well on our country because of all these pop artists, I like Pink. I've always liked Pink. I think she does pop music and stuff that I wouldn't listen to, but I like her as an individual. Every time I see her interviewed, I think she's funny and down to earth and cool. We pink is kind of what we like to think Australians are. Yeah, even though she's not Australian, we kind of when she comes here, she rides around on a motorbike. She stays yeah. in the suburbs. She goes to the movies. She's kind of like what you imagine Jennifer Lawrence is like. She has yeah. that kind of earthy. She's hot but earthy and a bit kind of cool. So raise your glass, yeah. uh, and then knocked off by what a year this is. I'm enjoying this, Charlie, because I really feel like it's a good way to just really go. Wow, what the fuck happened? One uh, of these other female... Um, Riri again? No. Oh. But it, uh, not a Kesha. No. But okay. this has been a real year for like... you know when Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Bound, came off the canvas. 
She thought, you know what? The Ghost of Christmas Future came to her and yeah. said, you thought Teenage Dream was going to be your biggest hit? Well, sp- speaking of uh, packages that you might put together, this is a song. Oh, firework. Firework. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. About to have a big uh, research. Katy Perry about to get a whole bunch of royalties in the next couple of weeks as uh, uh, people just go, hey, well, it's New Year's Eve, there's fireworks. We might as well just put firework in. It's like when Green Day recorded Time of Your Life. Yeah. Any time a TV show recorded its last episode, yeah. guess what they played over the credits? Katy Perry, Firework, four weeks at number one. Okay. Will, so, have you ever felt like a waste of space? Um, yeah, absolutely I have. Wow, listen to that song. Totally change your mind about it. <laughs> You'll be at a party, no one's talking to you, and you just rip off your shirt and jump in a swimming pool. Yeah, again, that will not happen. <laughs> will, you're a firework. Uh, let your colours burn look I, Charlie considering what we're raising money for in this podcast oh, yeah. that is so insensitive <laughs> so someone you wrote off as oh. being no good did I certainly no Jason, Jason Mraz <laughs> no oh. no no <laughs> no because you were on team Mraz yeah you were not on team Mars Mars Bruno Mars gets it back in uh, the year 2011 Bruno Mars strikes Brack and he strikes Brack he strikes Brack. And he strikes Steve Brax, former uh, Premier of Victoria. Bruno, M- Jason Mraz, uh, Steve Brax. Um, <laughs> with uh, he, the name of the song. So we've gone from a firework to a weapon. The name of the song is a weapon. Oh. Uh, we like, don't remember. What period Bruno of Mars. warfare? Is it like catapult? All <laughs> periods of warfare uh, from. Knife. <laughs> okay, not all. Sorry, you've gone too far back. Laser gun. Um, no, not a future war. No, Charlie, put okay. a pin in it. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put a pin in it. A balloon. Uh, put a pin in a weapon. Um, well, oh, a grenade. Yeah, a grenade. Uh, you more pulled the pin out. I understand <laughs> that. But I was trying to use a phrase that wasn't just going, it's a grenade. Yeah. Well, donkeys, I'm sure, have been used in warfare. Four years. Um and they are. Simpson is donkey. Very famous war story. Yeah, but it wasn't the donkey was on weapon. <laughs> Although it would be amazing if it turned like John Wick style. <laughs> if Simpson would just run the up legend, to a Nazi. There's this Australian legend of this guy, Simpson and the donkey. And yeah. he was a war hero, but more getting wounded, he would take soldiers, wounded soldiers off on, on the back of his on donkey. His donkey. Uh, to safety yeah. but wouldn't it be great if some historian went back and, and discovered he was Australia's most deadly assassin yeah, <laughs> all of them executed via donkey John hoof. Wickstar <laughs> donkey he went into battle like he would ride him and they would think they'd like oh let's not fire at him he's just coming and then that he would sneak up on the enemy lines and he would grab his donkey and John Wick style kick at him the donkey just goes berserk rapid fire gets up on its front hooves and just starts kicking its back legs out just taking off German's heads left right we're gonna have to redo some statues but that's like if Quentin you know what that is that if you is, did a film. If Quentin it, yeah. Tarantino did a Simpson and his donkey movie these days with what he's doing with those inglorious reimagining Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, how it turns out. That's a great story. If you found out that Simpson oh. was Australia's most deadly and brutal assassin, he was yeah. the John Wick of the Australian Armed Forces. And his cover story was, yeah, yeah, I'm just out yeah. collecting bodies. But yeah. he would infiltrate 
like an enemy headquarters. And then with his donkey, just fucking just clean fuck house. people up, even his donkey. Just. I want to see that movie. Killing Nazis. That's, we should, that's the movie we should write. What a tale for this time. <laughs> a historical reworking of The Simpsons and his donkey myth in a world where Simpson was a John Wick character who killed Nazis with his killer donkey. Exclusively oh kicks to God. the head. There is that. no way that I wouldn't see that movie if somebody <laughs> said, this is a movie. If somebody said, you've got to see this movie, this is what it is. Could you call it Donkey Punch? <laughs> I think there's already a movie called Donkey Punch. I see. Um, all right. Uh, oh, here we go. Pop star. Female pop Get star. Get your ass again. kicked. <laughs> Female. Watch this ass kick. No, it doesn't quite work. Female in America, it works. Um, female uh, pop star. Uh, yeah, female pop star. This um, is the first number one? Has not been in the charts to this point. It is certainly not her first number one Ooh, as a pop star. Though. Okay, so this is no. maybe she's a refugee from the mid 2000s who's she's, had a comeback. From the late 2000s, oh. I would say. Okay, and she hasn't featured. I mean, Beyonce at some stage, like Drake, is working up to an nah, appearance. And you, it's not her? Talking about someone whose career has since gone badly Plateau. rather than... Badly? Yeah. Is it badly this as is in... Badly. Oh, yeah. shit. Like, like off the rails. Off the rails, Amanda definitely. Burns style badly. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That sort of badly. Oh, okay. And she had a number one single. Oh, she had what many, changes in many number one singles. Oh, not... No, she's still a very famous person, but, but everything's just fucking gone to shit. Pretty much, there's Who been is some. It? I'm ab- fascinated. No, no, no. You'll when you hear it, you'll. Oh, anyone house? No, oh. <laughs> no. Didn't end that tragically. Okay, ended in Vegas rather than in a grave. Ah, oh, Britney. Britney Spears. That's what do you mean? Bitch. Her career's fucking fine. It's her career's not. fine. Is it though. not? No. What do you mean? Those Vegas shows were like a bit of a nightmare, and now she's had to stop doing them, and she's in a terrible place again. Is she? Yeah, she had. Yeah. I don't know any of this. I oh, just yeah. assumed she was like made that comeback, no, no, and then no. she was all Th- good. things are no good. She got rid of Kevin Feiderline. No, things. That's are the no... last I yeah. know. Is that Kevin Feiderline? Yeah. And she was no. So no, she, she didn't make this... any money from Vegas. She made some Vegas money, but the shows were mimed and no good, and she was anyway like. I didn't know any of this shit. In a general sense, things probably not as bad as they were, but things are still not great for Britney. Okay, what was the sign? Hold it against me. Okay. Now, here's a name that I did not think that I was going to... Um, call out on Brownlow Night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, although, speaking of Brownlow Night, the song was called Black and Yellow. Oh. So, uh, do you remember Black who, and Yellow, Black was? and Yellow. Uh, rapper, correct. No idea. Uh, Wiz Khalifa. Don't know who that is. Um, all right. Now, uh, a previously mentioned pop artist who has not made the list so far. Um, but, From but you have mentioned her. Beyonce. No. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, I've mentioned it before, but she hasn't made yep. the list yet. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Okay, uh, and she's a refugee from the mid two thousands. No, she is. At, this would be her, oh, her first big hit. I think. Oh, her, Taylor this Swift. Is, this is the start of her domination of Taylor. the next decade. Taylor, not Taylor no, Swift. Swift. Didn't she dominate the decade? Adele. Uh good guess, but not. Oh. Not. <laughs> who's the one other female artist that hasn't made the list so far? Who's dominated? A singy those? dancey one, or more of a vocalist? she? Yeah, sings and dances, no doubt, and acts. Ah, uh, sings and dances and acts. Oh, yeah. Gwen Stefani. No, no, no. 
Still like a massive superstar. Ah, oh, acting now? Yes. Oh, is in Cats. No, that's Taylor Swift. I don't know, man. Lady Gaga. Ah, oh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> Uh, born this way, which would have been her first big, uh, yeah, uh, which is a complete ripoff of Express Yourself. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, all right, I like Lady Gaga. Uh, so. One of our favourites is back from the from the previous decade. Oh, is it uh, old Will I Am? No, it's a female it female pop artist. Ray, Ray. No, no, no. Katy Perry. Katy Perry with oh, what's... featuring. Oh. We're talking about uh, one of the biggest celebrities on the planet. Has not been mentioned so far. Mm, my biggest celebrity is on the planet. And she did a song with him. And this celebrity is uh, a musician. Also one of the yeah, hugest oh. musicians on the planet. Oh. I should know this. I mean, it really... You will know this. There's no way you won't know it. it was a bit, and it was a number one song. It was, the song was called E.T., if that helps. The song was called E.T., yeah. Entertainment Tonight? Yeah, it was based on the television <laughs> show Entertainment Who played John Tesh? <laughs> it was... It was uh, Echothon. <laughs> no, we're talking about one of the like it's Katy Perry featuring ET. No, ET's the song. <laughs> Fine home. I'm not giving you again. The, the okay. name of the song is ET. Okay. Okay. He's coming up. Wait. Pause. Right, we're back. back. Yeah. And we were about to just have an off-air conversation and I was like, let's just uh, I was just saying, recording. we had a little like 10-minute break and uh, I was just saying to Will, we talked about Simpson News Donkey. How do we get there? And we couldn't remember how we got there. And then I was like, if you had to reverse engineer a conversation, but your starting point was Simpson and his donkey, like if you're a forensic team, you bust into like a crime scene and there's only, the only bit of evidence is a note that says Simpson and his donkey. Do you think you would be able to, in any scenario, in an infinite universe, be able to reverse engineer it to the point where it's two guys well, I would reading say, a best of list? I would say if you said to somebody, here are your clues. Simpson and his donkey and two guys going through the hit songs of the early uh, 2010s make the connection. <laughs> How would you make that connection? Well, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's see if we can reverse engineer what we're talking about. Well, but, no, but we know where we're going. What would your do, immediate thoughts be? Do you know where we're going? No, but as in... Like, but, oh, okay, okay. So you just need to connect. If, why if I they... give you these two, if you're right. the detective who yeah. arrives on the scene, and I've the got two an clues you have. I'm eating. A, I'm eating a cheeseburger. You're eating a cheeseburger. I'm a ruffled. I want to be like one of those like Columbo style like crumpled detectives who's maybe a bit abrasive personality wise, but my unorthodox tactics always solve the crime. What sort of detective would I be if I was the? Detective? You're the more nerdy one who like you. You keep meticulous notes. You don't like to touch anything. You're always very well dressed, crisply dressed. You're a bit like a David. I think is it a David? Was it Twin Peaks? Where a guy came in who was all like he wore rubber gloves or something. He was played by Brad Dourif. He didn't like to touch things. That would be you. Okay. You're I'm more. Happy. You're more like a a, a kind of G man. I am a G man. Uh, all right. Uh, so Simpson is donkey. You're given those clues yeah. and people going through a list of pop music. My immediate thought would be Jessica Simpson. And I'd try to go ah, through that. Yeah, good one. Which would be misleading because we did not talk about Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Donkey? I'd be like, is there was there any artist called Donkey or yeah. Donkey or, Kong? Or is someone famous for having a pet donkey? Yeah. Or is it was it a song about Simpson? Was there a song about the about war, about saving the people? Theme in the, from war? the Simpsons. Did the somebody theme from do the Simpsons. 
We've been working this case for eight years. <laughs> Our su- supervisor comes, knocks on the door. You're sitting across from me in your crisp suit. I have a like, lot not of, wanting to touch I anything. have a lot of notes. <laughs> my desk is just covered in like empty burger wrappers and I'm cleaning my ear with a pencil. <laughs> I imagine you've got a lot of like, you know, pieces of like red string and pins. <laughs> yeah. And just connecting to different things. It's just linking to places that are serving donuts after hours. Um, okay, so we know uh, that we got to Simpson and his donkey. Yeah. How the fuck did we get to it? I, I have know. no idea. If I go back over <laughs> some of the topics, yeah, the greatest, like, yeah, the previous few, uh, Lady Gaga. Is there any connection no. to Lady Gaga? Simpson is a donkey. No. Born this way, the donkey was born this way. Oh, hang no. on. Fucking, they're listening. <laughs> That's how, that's how she's getting a number one. Anytime somebody mentions her name, the phone just starts playing her music. Ask Siri about Simpson and his donkey. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Hey, Siri. Simpson and his donkey. Simpson and his donkey. Was the number one hit for Pitbull. <laughs> hey, Siri. Who was Simpson and his donkey? You got mine going too. <laughs> okay, I found this on the web for Huan. Check it out. <laughs> Except my Siri thinks he said, who won? <laughs> hey Siri. Who was Simpson and his donkey? This is, makes me think that maybe we're onto something about Simpson being some kind of like oh, hang on. operative because he's been scrubbed off the internet. Every reference to him online can't be found. Um, all right. Simpson and his donkey. Uh, what do we go with here? Wikipedia. Wikipedia, I suppose. Um Got to give, got to play the hits. Remember when looking up things from Wikipedia though was a bit of a joke yeah. at the start of this decade, probably still it was like you oh, listen to you, old episodes of our podcast. Yeah, where'd you get that it? information, Wikipedia? Yeah. Whereas like now you're like, well, let's go to Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia is probably the best place. Uh, John Kirkpatrick enlisted as John Simpson. Oh, already great. So it's firstly, was John Kirkpatrick the guy that Eminem dissed in that song? John Kirkpatrick, you get your ass kicked worse than those little limbiscuit bastards. A Moby? I mean, it would be great if he had a historical beef against Simpson and his donkey. His donkey was like D12. That's what D stood for in D12. Donkey 12. Uh, John Kirkpatrick, he, he, so he's enlisted under a, a pseudonym, okay. under a secret identity, perfect for our... Our spy film. Our spy film. Our killer, our John uh, assassin our film, John Wick John style Wick character. Film, yeah. Um, so he enlisted. Uh, okay, so we're we're talking earlier than the Nazis. Uh, World War One, right? Sixth of the July, eighteen ninety two to nineteenth oh. of May. So what war was? No, nineteen fifteen is when he died. Is what okay. I'm saying. So first World. When was the First World War? Wasn't that like nineteen? Did he die during the First World War? Well, he must have died during the First World War, right? Mm. Or at the end of the... I don't know when the... In our film, he lives. <laughs> Got and the fights cycle. in the Second World War. 
Wonder Woman style. <laughs> no, it's John Simpson in the 80s. <laughs> um, he was a stretcher bearer with the 3rd Australian Field Ambulance during Gallipoli. So, I, I, ah, so it's right. our most famous. Perfect. Our most famous. We get battle. Peter Weir back to direct it. Um, the Allied attempt to capture Constantinople. Um, all right. First World War. Okay. Early life military. What do you want to know about Simpson? Uh, um, why did he inspire a number one single in the 2010s? That's the okay, one thing here we I really want to know. Uh, the legend surrounding Simpson, sometimes under the misnomer Murphy, grew largely from an account of his actions published in a 1960 book, 1916 book, Glorious Deeds of Australians in the Great War. Uh, this was a wartime propaganda effort and oh. many of the stories of Simpson supposedly rescuing 300 men and making dashes into no man's land to carry wounded out on his back are demonstrably untrue. In fact, transporting that many men down to the beach in three weeks that he was at Gallipoli would have been physically impossible given the time the journey took. Okay, so this is great because his entire thing is based on this legend of yeah. him anyway, regardless that isn't connected to the truth, which gives us yeah. some historical capacity Did to... Did you know that this was all bullshit? I didn't know. This is a huge shock to me. It's not all bullshit. It's just... Demonstrably false that he carried 300 men. Yeah, that's right. So it's been wildly exaggerated over the years. There's no doubt that he was a, a war hero and like served well on the... But this is a... The, the legend of Simpson and his donkey, as we know it, is only barely connected to the truth in the same way as the legend of him going living to the Second World War <laughs> and becoming an assassin who killed Nazis with his donkey is loosely associated. So our storytelling, our reimagining, is actually in the original spirit of Simpson and his donkey because the truth of it is, Charlie... It's a bit rubbery. Yeah. The Simpson and the donkey we know isn't... There, there wasn't that real Simpson and the donkey anyway. So did, does he, if you can skip to the end, does he die? During the First World War? If he dies in 1915? Uh, all right, let's see. Because if he does, I've got a great setup for our film. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. On May, let's, oh, okay, he's, let's go through his entire military service. It's not that long. Uh, so he's enlisted in the army at the outbreak of the war, yeah. apparently as a means of returning to England. So he was less interested in going to war and more interested in getting just home. getting a free trip back to England. Well, you know, real estate in Sydney is very expensive. He enlisted as John Simpson and may have dropped his real surname to avoid being identified as a ship deserter. Ah, so he really was just looking to fucking skip the country. False name. I mean, this is great for the mythos of our reimagining of John Simpson. Um, John Wick Simpson. <laughs> he shouldn't have killed his donkey. <laughs> Oh, this over a donkey. Because <laughs> the irony is, for him, it's both his car and his pet. Yeah. All right, so here's my set of this film. So you say he dies in 1915. Yeah. I reckon that's what the public was told. Mm. But Steve Rogers style, he got frozen, right? Yeah. But it didn't take him 50 years to throw him out. They thawed him out in 1940. Because mm, ice wasn't as good back then. <laughs> And they say, hey, Simpson, guess what? The Germans are fucking acting the fool again. They're acting up. We're going to send you back into the fray. But before we do, we're going to give you some high training, like assassin training. And we'll give you a new donkey. Well, I'm not One even that can execute via a kick. I'm not even sure that you need, like, you know, previous war training. Because the fact that he wants to be a deserter and he's under a false name implies to me that he's already got some sort of, you know, like, 
He's a bit Suicide Squatty. Right. You know I, mean? I see thinking he's more of a loose cannon. He might be a loose cannon. Yeah, that's more interesting. You're right. If he's more of a like a yeah, like a loose cannon, like Punisher style. Mm. Simpson are listed as a field ambulance stretcher bearer, a role only given to physically strong men. Oh good. Oh, God. We can cast Channing Tatum. <laughs> this is great. On on twenty third of August, Chris Hemsworth, surely. Oh yeah. On twenty third of August. we couldn't get him on Dundee, we'll get him on Simpson. <laughs> Nineteen fourteen. At Swan's Barracks, Francis Street in Perth. Uh, and undertook training, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, so he's done a lot of military training. Yeah. So basically he's been um, trained as like this physically strong man and then done like three separate training camps. Good for a montage. Yeah. Uh, Simpson landed on the Gallipoli Peninsula, 25th of April, 1915, with the 3rd Field Ambulance as part of the 1st Australian Division. In the early hours of the following day, as he was bearing a wounded comrade on his sho- comrade on his shoulders, he spotted a donkey. Oh, he didn't even bring the donkey with him. <laughs> what do you reckon? It was in like a suitcase. <laughs> it was like the way an assassin puts their sniper rifle together. He just builds his donkey. I guess the, I thought that the donkey... He was, rode the donkey from Australia. I, I thought they'd perhaps like the spirit of Tasmania. <laughs> you could just ride your donkey on and get your donkey off it's his emotional support donkey no what i imagined was uh, and again this is ridiculous now that i think of it but there there was somewhere locally you could pick up a donkey (laughs) like like a rental you know like a hire car but i suppose the enemy would be that keen on i mean when simpson got the donkey he had to circle it and writing down if he saw any nicks or scratches on it (laughs) he wanted to get his deposit back back on the donkey you gotta bring this donkey back full of carrots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we charge Now, you've got the basic package. That'll cost you $2. Do you want the comprehensive? It'll cost you zero. I noticed that you're going to war. <laughs> the GPS? Essentially just a giant map. <sighs> Problem is, the British didn't get the GPS and they landed on None. the complete wrong beach. So, well, no pressure, mate. But just saying. Yeah, just, just saying. Um, all right. Uh, so I guess the most logical thing is that he did spot a, a stray donkey and befriended it. But Yeah. Played by Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a talking donkey. We've got to jazz it up for the kids. We're making a whole lot of choices. <laughs> All choices are good choices. That's our motto. Yeah. At Toe Pop Productions. Um, but, but, <laughs> so hang on. So Chris Hemsworth as John Wick Simpson. We have him landing on the beach and befriending a donkey that can talk. Eddie, voiced by Eddie Murphy. Let's can't voice it by Eddie Murphy because no. that's been done. No, no, no. It's too self-referential. It's on the nose. A talking donkey, but it can be voiced by someone else. No, Eddie Murphy's back. This is the is it the same donkey from Shrek? Do we put it that no, 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 no. It's an actual like, no, it's a real donkey. It's a Lion King reboot style donkey. Yeah, but it talks. But it talks, and the voice is played by Murphy. Seth Rogen. <laughs> but we never reference the film Shrek. Like, it, there's never an in joke about it. There's okay. no. It's as if we've never seen the Shrek movies. <laughs> <laughs> we've just so it's a wise kraken donkey that sings songs and does impersonations and stuff in no relation to the movie shrek yeah okay just never and And also it's a cartoonish donkey in what's really a hard-bitten action thriller oh 
And it only talks for some of the movie. <laughs> for reasons we never explain. Budget. It's expensive to animate that shit. All right. In some scenes, it's just a stuffed donkey. Because <laughs> we couldn't afford the CGI for all the scenes. Um, all right. He does a whole bunch of military uh, service. He lands, um, gets his donkey, befriends his donkey, makes use of it to carry his fellow, fellow soldiers. How do you think the donkey feels about that, by the way? The donkey's just like... That's what they do, man. Isn't it? They're, uh, what do they call Animals of labor or something? I don't think the donkey has ever transported bodies in a war zone previous to yeah, this occasion. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. Still a step up into the big leagues. Yeah. Specialized field. Donkey was just like, I was just... E- eating bloody hay. <laughs> eating hay, mate. <laughs> just got over here to eat some hay, mate. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so... He would sing and whistle, seeming to ignore the bullets flying through the air while he tended to his comrades. So That's this cool. is the legend of his bravery, is that like... He's chill. Right, he's chill. He's chill AF. Yeah. I think this is all good for our character. Yeah. He's this kind of like, you know, Yeah, so you take that scene, because World War One, right? Take that scene yeah. from Wonder Woman where she mounts the barracks and runs across that fucking like battle zone. That level of production and stuff, that he's just strolling through, mm. happy as Larry, hands in his pockets... Oh. Whistling, stops, the, picks something out of his teeth, his bullets are flying. Um, and while we're stealing things from movies, because we've decided that every influence <laughs> should be in this movie. I every think, genre. I think that when he befriends the donkey, he redoes that scene from Crocodile Dundee <laughs> that Which he one? does with the water buffalo. Where yeah. he's like, let's just <laughs> reference everything. All, all good things from all movies. When he goes in to buy the donkey, it's in the corner, and yeah. he walks up to the owner and says, no one puts a donkey in the corner. <laughs> and... I can just see us. Credits. We turn around. Our producers and investors are all sitting behind us. Like, we gave you $40 million to make this. And we're like, yeah, how yeah. good is it? To see the way the donkey was, was like only spoke for half the movie. Did you notice how every bit of this movie, every line is the best bit movie. of another movie? Like, how can that not be? You're saying that that movie's good and you're, you're on it. <laughs> this, this is in the trial yeah. the place when the, the investors and producers are suing us <laughs> your honour we promised to make the greatest movie of all time <laughs> I ask you is Crocodile, Dundee, is Crocodile Dundee a good movie why of course is one of the best bits of Crocodile Dundee when he does that mind trick on the ferocious water buffalo Mr Anderson you're stating the obvious make your point I'm going to offer another piece of evidence <laughs> is not the bit from Wonder Woman where she's on the barracks and fights the best bit of Wonder Woman. Yes, of course. Was Wonder Woman not a good movie? I object. <laughs> Mr. Anderson is stalling for time. Mr. Anderson, you have this judge's attention for another minute. Make your point. Could you please say Mr. Anderson in the voice from The Matrix? It's the best bit of the movie. <laughs> My point being, if you could take all the best bits from all the best movies in the world and just join them together, would you not? by definition, have the greatest movie in the world. Well, isn't what the, those guys who made all those shitty spoof films did? That was like the... No, but ours isn't a spoof. Ours is made up of... Ours is an original story. Just made oh, up with dialogue. Do you know what it is? What? It's the Avalanche's... Um, ah, Frontier right? Psychiatrist. Yeah, but of movies. Yeah. In that we're telling a completely original story. Yeah. But it just happens to be made up of the best bits 
of every other movie. It's like when you back. see like there'll be a, 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 a an edit of Obama like rapping to Rapper's Delight or something yeah. where they've just cut all lines from different speeches. But this is our entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> made up of the best bits of other movies but telling an original story. Love it. That's something that the South Park guys would do. Yeah. They would sneak a movie. They'd put a movie out and then you'd find it afterwards that every scene and every line was from another film. If you could make them connect, that would be amazing. Right. You probably could. I mean, if you looked at a genre of... Or even an era of filmmaking, like you took the the love story from Dirty Dancing and then, you know, melded that with some like, I don't know, military or courtroom drama or something that merged those and just kept adding film. You could do it. But who's going to do that? I mean, someone, not Co- us. Copyright but, but, but when it happens and that person's a billionaire, we'll be like, we came up with that idea. <laughs> yeah. When Matt Stone and Trey Parker do it. And uh, so how does that relate to a song? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, I, I just want, want to finish on Simpson and we'll get back to what we were actually meant to be talking about. Um, Simpson uh, befriended his donkey, used it uh, while he was whistling and being nonchalant. He used at least five different donkeys. Oh my God, there's not even one. See? It's like following out Milo and Otis are actually 10 different dogs. I mean, I like this now because... And cats. This, this is more like not a guy who has like a bond with a special donkey. Because that's what I was originally thinking of it as like a almost like a buddy movie. Yeah. Like the man and his donkey. Yeah. But Tenor this and is, Hooch. This is more <laughs> a MacGyver style thing where he can improvise using anything. And he's well, worth, as long as that thing is a donkey. And his weapon of choice just happens to be any donkey that happens to be around. Um, five different donkeys known as Duffy number one. Duffy number two. I mean, <laughs> surely you could have been more creative than that. Uh, Murphy, Queen Elizabeth. And, <laughs> and my bitch ex-wife. <laughs> like this is some random fucking naming of donkeys. <laughs> Duffy if, one, Duffy two. Duffy one, Duffy two. Murphy, Queen Elizabeth and... Abdul. <laughs> what I love about that is the first two donkeys suggest that it was a man who was like, you know what? I just fucking Duffy. Oh, another one? I had Duffy too. Duffy number two. But at some point he was like, you know what? I should really think about this and I can't, give I can't, him a name. This one doesn't seem like a Duffy number yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, like what happened at that point? It was good enough to name two Duffy one and Duffy two. Why did you go, you know what? They are more than just donkeys. <laughs> I mean, that last donkey took a fucking bullet for me. I'm starting to think that Duffy is a bad luck name. <laughs> I've lost a couple of Duffies. What about Murphy? It's not too far away from Duffy. Yeah, there's a P in it. <laughs> P-H. And then, when, and then when Murphy dies, early, that's Murphy's luck, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, that's a political statement, I Isn't reckon. It? Yeah. Pro Queen Elizabeth or anti Queen Elizabeth? Well, she wasn't queen then, so I reckon it's pro. It's like she'll bring about change. This is a hopeful donkey. This is a donkey suggestion. Well, no, this is, I'm imagining Queen Elizabeth because he's not, it's not Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, yeah. No, it's satirical. It's not Duffy. It's not Duffy number two. (laughs) It's not Queen Elizabeth number two. I think it, yeah, no, that's a political statement. So the next one didn't get to be Queen Elizabeth number two. It was Abdul. Abdul. Uh, some of the donkeys were killed and or wounded in oh, action. 
That's the worst part of the story. We're not going to do that in our film because no one likes to see animals hurt. He and the donkeys soon became a familiar sight to Anzacs, many of whom knew Simpson by their nicknames such as Scotty and Simmy. Um, oh, and Simpson himself was sometimes referred to as Murphy. So he's, he's essentially... He named his donkey after himself? Or people were like... Uh, after what people called him. Um, and then other That's ambulance weird. stretcher bearers used, began to emulate Would Simpson. you name your donkey Comedy Commando? <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't name a donkey Chevy. Um, I mean, once I've gone through a couple... Once I've run Ando. Out of, Would you name your donkey Ando? Ando. Come on, Ando. Yeah, maybe. Come on, Ando. Come on, Ando. I think it sounds vain <laughs> to give your pet your name. Um, Would you name your donkey Will? <laughs> Will Anderson. <laughs> Will and my you always my donkey by his full name. Is Will Anderson. <laughs> interviewing you on Four Corners or something. It's like, that's when Australia's top comedian lost his mind. My donkey is also called Will Anderson. <laughs> and this is my horse, Will Anderson. <laughs> Cut to a doctor saying, slowly the word Will Anderson overtook every other word Will could say until all he could say is his own name. <laughs> Will Anderson, Will Anderson. Um, anyway, everyone else started to uh, copy him. Basically, so that's where the legend came from. So all the others were like, "Oh yeah, we should use the donkeys too." And um, I, on nineteenth of May, nineteen fifteen, during the third attack on Anzac Cove, Simpson was killed by machine gun fire. No, not now. Film survives in no. the Second World War. Survives where he and his donkey go on a murderous rampage. Survives hides in the carcass of a donkey. Yes, Empire Strikes Back style, <laughs> like the best bit of that movie. Yes. We make a Simpson film, John Wick Simpson, <laughs> with all the best bits of other movies. I love it. Uh, anyway, all right, so I have no idea no how idea. we got <laughs> That was a 20-minute conversation to be no closer. So you and I, that's 10 years, our department just gets shut down. The commissioner comes in and says, we have wasted millions of dollars on you and you've come up with nothing. The closest you got was a Wikipedia <laughs> rabbit hole. What I love the most about that is, everybody listening to this podcast will know how we got onto it because they heard it. We're the only two people involved in this podcast who will have no idea how we got to that. Tofop. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We've got to rush through now because we're... We've got others to read yeah. to. Okay. Um, Rihanna. Oh, oh, my God. So, Katy Perry featuring Kanye West. That's where we stopped. Yeah. Uh, knocked off by Rihanna... Featuring a previous mentioned female pop star. Uh, Katy Perry. Britney Spears. Fuck yes. S&M was the name of the song. Uh, whips and chains excite me. I think that's that one. May 21, 2011. Seven weeks at number one. Wow. The arrival of a female pop superstar who you have mentioned. Beyonce. <laughs> Fuck, is it not? No. But we'll go on to dominate in the next decade. Lady Gaga. No, she's already had songs. Uh, Taylor Bloody Swift. No. Oh, my God. Uh, 2011? 2011. And she would dominate. Still big now? Dominate. Possibly the biggest. I'm not sure, actually. but Adele? I imagine, yeah, Adele. Adele. Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Seven weeks at number one. Now, here we go. The arrival of somebody who you mentioned earlier. Uh... Uh, and it has been, anyway, P 
Pitbull. Pitbull featuring Neo. <laughs> I love it. Mr. Worldwide gets an intro. Someone who, uh, anyway, Pitbull. He calls Pitbull. himself Mr. Worldwide. Sorry, and Mr. that was the most underwhelming right. intro. Well, okay then. Uh, Pitbull featuring... The Globetrotten. The Globe, Mr. Worldwide featuring Neo, Afrojack and Naya. The song was called... Fucked if I know. Oh, it's the, his big song. I, well, oh, to I, me it's not, his I could song. not name one Pitbull song if you paid me a million dollars. Give me everything. Do not know it. Tonight, give me everything tonight. I feel like I've worked out to that. <laughs> um, Don't but, know it. Really? No. Don't Google it. Oh, we have no to. No one cares. No. And YouTube will have us yanked. Oh, you're not on YouTube, are you, Will? You're on your own Spotify account. Does that mean we can play it? Um, no, I'm just going to read the lyrics because okay. it's got some of the... I can't believe you wouldn't have heard this song. All right. <clears throat> yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square, take a picture of me with a Kodak. Took my life from negative to positive. <laughs> I just want you all to know that. And tonight, let's enjoy life. Pitbull, Naya, Neo, tell us right. Tonight. I want all of you tonight. Give me everything tonight. For all we know, we might not get tomorrow. Let's do it tonight. Don't care what they say, all the games they play. Nothing is enough till they handle love. Let's do it tonight. You don't know that song? No, but it's beautiful. What, what about, um, there's a, okay, what about this bit? Well, excuse me. I might drink a little bit more than I should tonight. And I might take you home with me if I could tonight. And baby, I'm going to make you feel so good. Tonight. Do you know that? No. No, <laughs> no idea what you're talking it's about. It's in Pitch Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in the original Pitch Perfect. You are getting movie. so annoyed with me right now. It's hilarious. You <laughs> do not know. I'm so sorry. I don't know this song by Give Neo and Afrojack and Pitbull. And you nor would, should you, Will. You would absolutely know the song. I clearly didn't. Um, all right. Six weeks at number one. Ah. Uh, by a group who I, I'm not sure make music anymore, but were a big thing back in the early 2000s. Uh, their name is an abbreviation. Speaking of things that were big in Australia. MGMT. No, but big in Australia. This guy was particularly big in Australia, the lead uh, singer of this group or lead uh, person Michael on the group. Michael Franti. <laughs> Had big hair. Got glassed. Oh, LMAFO. LMAFO featuring party Lauren people? Bennett and Goon Rock, Party Rock Anthem. That's probably one that bloody has stood the test of time. Uh a woman who I had forgotten had dominated the early uh, 2010s uh, this March, Katy Perry. Oh, shit. Back again. She had a good run. I didn't really notice. Last Friday night was the Last night. Friday night, we were drinking in a bar. Well, there you go. You know that, but not not no. give me everything by Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get snooty. All right, here we go. Uh, we've got a band with a guitar in it. Um <gasps> Uh, featuring a pop star who has not been mentioned yet. Oh. Um, uh, I'm going to say, so they play, they've played a Super Bowl half time. Okay, like Maroon um, 5? No. Maroon 5. It is. Featuring a uh, female pop star. Uh, who would they fucking duet with? Who was, is someone that we've mentioned on the list before? A number one from the list or a new person? Uh, a new person has not been mentioned yet. Uh, and goes on to be a star or still doing the same kind of shit? He's still a star, goes on to be a star. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, no idea. Christina Agmalera. 
Moves like Jagger. Of course. Four weeks at number yeah. one. Uh, five weeks at number one. Uh, female pop star. Is it one that we've heard about? Yeah, and you've got a, someone who had a big... Like, what we're starting to go is someone releases a big album, they get a couple of yeah, uh, cracks. Adele. Adele. So, uh, someone like you spent five weeks at, at number one. And then... Uh, oh, God, man. Okay. Then Rihanna's back featuring a uh, dance music uh, uh, producer. What year are we in, by the way? 2011. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we, I, we don't have to keep going through the whole thing. We've done enough. I, if we could just go back to this. No, like, how many, how many entries are there? I brought in, like, 25. No, no, no. I'm, but I'm saying, like, this could be... I think we've got good content out of... Yeah. Like, we don't need to go through all 10 years. We okay. can flip to movies and TVs after we finish this decade. Um, yeah, but we're only in 2011. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry, go. after we finish this year. Okay, I mean. yeah, right. sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> But I feel like we're missing out on so much. Why don't you skip through the next couple of decades? Well, just at the moment, I'm just loving that I'd forgotten <laughs> that all these people were... Okay, all right. I'll, skip I'll, through some decades. Uh, years. I'll go, just, yeah, okay. Go so, the list. Adele, Rihanna fe- featuring Calvin Harris, LMFAO are back, Adele, mm. Kelly Clarkson... Katy Perry. Okay, here's one. All right. Um, June 23, 2012. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to go for ones that spent over five weeks okay. at number one. How about that? Yeah. Is, that is that good? Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna featuring Calvin Harris, We Found Love, spent 10 weeks okay, at number yeah. one. Um, six weeks at number one. Uh, fun featuring Janelle Monet, We Are Young. I think I know that, yeah. Okay. Eight weeks. At number one, April 28, 2012. Uh, it's an Australian artist. Ah, at number one? Yes. Sia? No, too early for Sia. It's someone featuring a New Zealand artist. There's an Australian oh, featuring uh, a New Goitier. Zealand. Goitier. Goitier featuring Kimbra, someone that I Was used that to know. Yep, 2012. Shit. Uh, eight weeks at number one. And then beaten, nine weeks at number one by... An American, maybe Canadian singer, American singer, Canadian singer. Nine weeks at number one. One hit wonder, probably you call it, but I don't think she is. I think she has a quite uh, a big following. And Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae. Oh my god, I yep. got that one. Call me maybe. Yeah. Um. All right. Nine weeks at number one. Uh, Maroon Five. One you know more. who discovered Carly Jepsen? Justin Bieber. Is that right? Bit of trivia. Yeah. Uh, one More Night by Maroon 5 did nine See, weeks. kids, oh, I've got a bit of trivia for you. Oh, here we go. Uh, one of our favourites is back. Six weeks at number one. LMFAFO, no? Uh, no. Bruno. Bruno Mars. What would the song be? Locked Out of Heaven. Locked Out of Heaven, Charlie. Because now I'm finally like, All right. we're reaching into my... Six network. weeks at number one. This is much better. We're, this is the heavy hitters. Okay. Six weeks at number one. Uh, this was the emergence of this... Uh, Rapper, R&B artist, hip-hop artist. Okay. Who would go on to be a major success for a little while and then sort of fade a bit away. Oh. Oh. Rapping. Really? Mm. So what year is this? Rises and Falls. 2013. So it became very big Mainstream or, cr- or more like indie cred? Mainstream. But a bit of crossover. bit of crossover. Mainstream. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know these guys. Uh, no, we're talking... This This song in particular was a massive, massive song. Like one of those... Uh, played at an NRL grand final or an AFL oh, grand final? simply the best. <laughs> no. <laughs> simply the best. <laughs> Turner. Uh, uh, did they come out to play it or something? And 
No. Uh, he she. he ha, will probably feature on this list again. Had another. Um, I don't know, man. Macklemore. Oh. Macklemore featuring Ryan he did, Lewis. He, he did come out because didn't he come out and play the song at, after the Equality? Yeah. Yeah. Thrift Shop, of course, which was yeah. his big hit. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Uh, he was back with uh, Ryan Lewis with Can't Hold Us. Yeah. And then 12 weeks at number one. Uh, this song was uh, absolutely massive. Uh, it was a hip-hop artist, or actually a couple of hip-hop artists. One of the hip-hop artists... Oh, is it Jay-Z and Kanye? Uh, what's that one? Dun, even... Dun, dun, dun. No, throne, a big, no. big uh, song. One of the hip-hop oh. artists was a judge on uh, Rhythm and Flow. Oh, I don't know anything about this. One, one of the hip-hop artists wears a big hat. Dog. Oh, Pharrell. Oh, yeah. Happy? No. No? No. Oh, oh it's um, Get Lucky. No. no. Fuck. What is it? Blurred Lines. <laughs> Holy shit, Blurred Lines. Weren't, wasn't 12, that a different time? 12 weeks. I you should have said, wasn't that where that um, M. Rada, the supermodel, yeah. came out of that video clip? Yeah. That would have been a better clip for you. Yeah. <laughs> nude, nude girls. I'd be like, oh yeah, blurred lines. Um, nine weeks at number one. Uh, New Zealand artist. Uh, Lord. Lord. Royals. Tennis courts. Royals. Um, <laughs> she had a song called Tennis Courts? Remember? All right. Uh, 2014. Ten weeks at number one. Uh, you, you just mentioned the song. Ah. Oh, um... Uh, simply the best, Tina Turner. <laughs> Happy by Pharrell. Okay. Um, oh, oh, here we go. Seven weeks at number one. Uh, this song, an Australian artist, featuring Se- a British artist. I think. Oh. I think she's a British artist, maybe an American artist. Oh, so it's hip, two hip hop. Oh, oh um, I'm so fancy. Fancy I'm from by Ireland, Iggy Azalea. Azalea. Um, yeah, she's British. Charlie CXC. Uh, eight weeks. No, Charlie XCX. I always remember it because it's a reverse of my initials, sort of. Uh, eight weeks at number one. Uh, by the way, Taylor Swift's Shake It Off, only four weeks at number one. Really? Yeah. I would have thought Taylor Swift would have featured more heavily in this well, list. Well, she's had a couple of number ones, but, but they've... And she had... But they're not over five. Yeah. So she's kind of you, what you're saying is people like her, but not for long. I would have thought <laughs> kind of like her boyfriend. I would have thought oh, that shake it off. Ouch! Oh boy, she's gonna write a fucking mean <laughs> song about about this riff. That is that is a jo- joke that belongs in 2014. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. These are time specific jokes yeah. about Taylor Swift. Um, uh, okay, so uh, eight weeks at number one uh, by an artist who has not been mentioned so far. Um, she is. All about something. <laughs> Eve? No. <laughs> uh, all about... I'm all about myself. I'm all about chocolate. I'm all about <laughs> love. I'm all about just keeping it loose and funny. Um, her, her last name is a um, something that you might find at the gym or something that you might wear to the gym. Shorts? <laughs> Singlet? 
Um, uh, a hat? <laughs> what? Hang on. Sometimes at the gym, we might wear the gym. Shoes. Uh, yeah. What's another word sneakers, for shoes? Sneakers. Runners. Jody Runner. What's a, another thing that you might find at the gym? Towel. That's also a Susan Towel. <laughs> no. The, it's a double meaning. It's something you might wear on your f- feet, but okay. also find at the gym. This is like a riddle. It's a yeah, like to solve the riddle. Something what her what, name what is something you would wear, wear, in the feet? wear on your feet, but also find at the gym. Weight, <laughs> ropes, <laughs> towels, vapid people. <laughs> yes, terrible her name music is videos. <laughs> Megan. Terrible music videos. Trainer, Megan. Trainer. Thank you. <laughs> That was so painful. And what, and what was, was, what that was would have been... <laughs> I apologise if everyone had to listen to me not get that. What was she all about, Megan? All about that bass. She was all about that bass. No trouble. For eight weeks at number one. And then Taylor Swift, seven weeks at number one. Set with it off. Blank space. Shake it off. <laughs> blank space. Now, here we go. 14 weeks... We're in 2015. We're okay. rushing through now. 14 weeks at number one. 14 uh, weeks. Big song. Massive. In 2014 still? 2014. Massive song. 14 weeks, number one. Featuring uh, yeah. somebody that we love, particularly by the year 2015. Oh. Uh, Bruno Mars. Yes. Featuring Bruno Mars. He's well, the that's actually how it's credited. Yes, it's credited as this person's track featuring Bruno Mars. But I think now people think of it as... Bruno Mars and this person. 14 weeks. So what? So it's the break un- out of heaven. That was his fir- no. the one the first that got him in the door. And then he came out. Because I'm trying to work out what era he was in. Was it in his Sting era? No. Or was post, he in his, so in his Prince this is the Yeah, this is the start of this next era. This, the, the sing and dance bom. and Prince. What? Bom, 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 I thought myself on that. What's that song called? What's the song called? Um, this is your ice cold. Yeah. Oh, God. What, what is the fucking song? <laughs> oh shit! This is killing me. Um, come on. It's, it's about it. It's about it. It's about it. It's Ooh. about a place. Don't believe it. Just watch. Yeah. It's Don't about a place that much. you might do. Yeah. S- it's about uh, a geographic uptown location. Funk. Uptown funk. Uptown funk. Fucking hell. That was, again, second apology and for people listening also, to that. So do you know who the person who... Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson, who once invited me to go out on his boat with him and I couldn't because I was doing a gig at the Comics Lounge in North Melbourne. Yeah, I feel like I made the wrong decision that day. <laughs> I was, have I told you that story no. before? I was doing the... It was at the GQ Man of the Year Awards and I made like a funny speech and Mark Ronson was like... There. Hey man, you're funny. It literally Come it was like boat. it literally was like that. <laughs> really? Like it was like you're a funny guy. That was really funny. I'm having this party on my boat on Sunday. Do you want to come? And I was like, oh fuck, I'm flying to fucking idiot because I had to fly interstate for a gig that so I had. So you were sick. Pull a sickie. Well, in cut the chopper footage of you party. If, if I had my time over, one hundred percent. That is exactly what Who I would do. You could have been on that boat. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I know. And Mark Ronson and I could be friends, and then I could be friends with Bruno Mars, and I could see him dance in person. <laughs> Uh, Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. See you again. Spent 12 weeks at number one. I could not for a million dollars. I know Charlie Charlie that Puth song is. is. in Harry Potter? Uh, all right. Um, I'm getting out of my depth here. Uh, do you know the song The Hills by The Weeknd? 
I know, oh, the, yeah. we- I, the, I know the weekend is an act. Yeah, the I'm weekend familiar is with the that weekend. song. Yeah, what's that fucking song? Stars. <laughs> Sing star like. I'm a rock star. Or something. That's him, right? But that's not that song, is it? And then on the, I don't know, on the 14th of November. I'm a motherfucking right now. That's the weekend, right? November 14, 2015. Look what you've done. I'm a motherfucking rock star. Ten weeks at number one. No idea. Is that the same song? Female artist. Oh. How many weeks? Ten weeks. Big song. Female artist. Have we mentioned her at number one before? Yes. Taylor Swift. This is from her next album. This is the lead single from the next album. Adele. Adele. Hello. Hello. Adele's really fucking like throwing some punches in the... Adele's fucking great. Isn't she amazing? Like yeah. she's holding her own against LMAFO. <laughs> I, you know when, like I don't, I rarely have, I would like to be friends with that celebrity things because I think mostly I wouldn't. Yeah. And I, th- I think that I would just not kind of enjoy hanging out with the people because they would just, their lives wouldn't, like the things that celebrities do are not the things that I like to do. Yeah. But I think that I would like to hang out with Adele. I often think that when I see her interviewed or I just kind of see anything about her, I think I'd be quite... If Adele just wanted to come over and watch TV or whatever <laughs> and, you know, order some food and you could just, like, hang out. Just not do anything in particular, but yeah. just, like... just She'd be fun to hang out with, I think, Adele. If you're listening, Adele. <laughs> sad. It is it's so sad. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, nine weeks at number one Ooh. in 2016. Uh, two previous mentioned R&B artists. Uh, artists. Artists. Uh, female featuring male. Um, previously mentioned. Previously mentioned. Riri, is she back? Rihanna, again. Oh, still dominating. Fuck, she's doing good. I know. I think Rihanna is she's actually really a much like bigger. She's really like the dark horse. I was going to say that Rihanna is a much bigger star than I have given her. Yeah, it's tight. Yeah. I mean, I keep throwing Beyonce out there. She hasn't yeah. featured once. Yeah, that nothing. is a shock to me. Exactly. Whereas Rihanna has fucking dominated the yeah. first half of this decade. Uh, I have no idea. Rihanna featuring Drake Work. Wouldn't know that song if you threw it at me. Uh, ten weeks at number one. Drake featuring work, 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 work. I just realised I do not. <laughs> Wizkid and Kyla, one dance. Don't know. <clears throat> Let's guess what the lyrics are for that. You gave me one dance, and that was all I needed because I had a heart attack. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do a damn second dance. So thank you for that one dance. <laughs> What are the odds of that being a lyric? Four weeks. I want to just mention this song because it's an Aussie. See ya. Featuring Sean Paul. Cheap Thrills. Good song. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, 12 weeks at number one. Uh, whew, I wouldn't have got this one. Um, that, the, okay. So, geez, I don't even know how to give you clues. I'm just going to say the song is called Closer. Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Again, that's not a good clue, is it? Um, it's someone Closer. featuring someone, but it's the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey. I wouldn't know. Halsey, Halsey. Anything about that. Um, all right. Yeah, we're starting to get into territory where we're not so good at this. Oh, no, I'm back. Okay. 12 weeks at number one. Uh, January 28, 2017. Uh, 12 weeks at number one. Not mentioned previously. This is his 
first time mentioned in today's chat as an entrant in the charts, although he has been referenced previously. Uh, Drake. Oh, no, Drake already got there, didn't he? One one man band. Uh, oh, a one man band. Amazing. In 2016, a guy with a big trombone and bass Pre- drum on his back. Fucking pretty much at this stage still. A uh, guy can do it all. Yeah. And pretty much did do it all for a fair way. He'll occasionally play with it. Well, a lot of things don't have trumpet, Charlie. So maybe take the trumpet out. But harmonica. Imagine the modern day version of one man. A one man band. DJ. No, no, no. Oh, as it literally like does all the instruments, loops and pedals. Oh fuck, I don't know, man. Ed Sheeran. Is that is that what he does? Oh, did you not know that? Oh yeah, Ed Sheeran like literally like well he, now he kind of sometimes plays with people, but he can literally now it's all loops and him singing bits and bobs and looping it in, all in and doing concert. all with pedals and then he yeah really yeah that's why he's I've the, seen uh, that's uh, why he makes the most money out of anyone who tours because he doesn't it's pay a AB, band. he doesn't pay anyone so it's just him when you guys saying yeah well that's he, actually, now that's he plays kind of with impressive a, now he plays with a band and stuff but I saw I went and saw a gig a friend of mine was playing and his support mm. act it was a girl who came out and did mm. that and I was really impressed like she just sort of set a beat. And then sung like this kind of loop and then picked up a guitar and then was, you know, harmonizing with the loop. Yeah, that's what Ed Sheeran, yeah. that's how is he that made his, his thing. That's how he made his reputation. But is that his thing? Like that you should know about him? It's like, oh yeah, Ed yeah. Sheeran's the one man band. Uh, like, well, he played a whole bunch of, you can, again, I've been in this YouTube hole, but you can. I did not know that. You can see Ed Sheeran playing like MTV Music Awards and Grammys and stuff where it's literally just him and loop pedals and doing. That's, I uh, so. Oh, that's weird. I never knew that was a there's thing. There's actually him. this really. Did great... you know uh, know about it? Yes. Okay. And there's this really great because that's kind of how he made his reputation. I didn't know that. He was a bit like a. He I had just a bit thought of he tone, was a kind of milk. He had a bit of tones and eye or whatever, where like he, he was almost right. like a busker. Right. And he would play everybody's because that's how he made his big reputation. Was he was the guy who went to every radio station, would play their listener party, would do the great live versions of things because he could do it all himself. And that he, makes yesterday more meaningful to me now. Because I was just like, why the fuck is like having a songwriting competition with Ed Sheeran? Like, why is Ed Sheeran being held up as like the modern day? No, that's his thing. It's but that's like, his yeah. thing. That makes more sense. He yeah. can write all the parts. And there's actually a great like you know Brit- British Music Awards or something like that where him and Stormzy like Stormzy comes and raps with him while he's playing and stuff. It's worth anyway if you, you want to check out some Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I don't hate you Ed Sheeran. Love Ed Sheeran. Don't think I love him. I've never listened to an Ed Sheeran album, but I don't. Why you bloody marry me? I'm not against him. Uh, anyway, Shape of You. Good song. Um, <laughs> uh, now, this one is very... Uh, I think this is close to your heart. I think this is the one. Uh, 16 weeks it's spent at number one. All right. And uh, it does have, indeed, a little Latino feel, if that's not... I mean, oh, that's not is right, it a but... Lupe Fionte? Uh, no, name? it's a... Oh, yeah. Les, yeah. Fu- Les Fuentes? What's his fucking name? <laughs> Lupe Fionte? No. No, the guy not, looks like not me. Lupe Fiasco. But the guy looks like me, right? Yeah, the guy looks like you. Fonzie Alfredo. Yeah. Louise Fonzie. <laughs> Fonzie Alfredo. <laughs> I like And Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. Yeah. Espacito. Espacito. 16 weeks at number one. I love how you go, oh, you like this. <laughs> well, because <laughs> he, he looks like, like you. me. Uh, eight weeks at number one. We have not mentioned this uh, hip-hop artist yet, but he's a big hip-hop artist these days that I don't really kind of, I'm not into, but he's oh. all over the pop. He's kind of a pop crossover hip-hop artist that people love. I wouldn't know him. Post Malone. I don't know anything about him. I know he's got tattoos on his face. 
uh, Rockstar, his song Rockstar was eight weeks at number one. And then six weeks at number one. Uh, in a form, uh, Ed Sheeran featuring someone, Charlie, who you'll be pleased to see finally makes it onto this Beyonce. List. Ed Sheeran and Beyonce. Do you know what that song was called? Thank God I'm in, I got a number one. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess makes sense. 11 weeks at number one in 2018. Drake with a song called God's Plan. Don't know that one. Eight weeks at number one. What Drake. Do you, what's your feelings on Drake? Well, here's what I will tell you about the year 2018. He had 11 weeks at number one with God's Plan and he followed that up with eight weeks at number one. So he had 19 weeks at number one with Nice For What? And I can't tell you that I know either of those songs. That's, I, I think I should know who he is, but I don't really know. I mean, I know who he is, but I think I should know more about him. I just, because like, he's obviously got mainstream success, but people who I like and respect seem to like him. And I, I feel like I don't get it. I mean, I know that he started at the bottom now he's here. Yeah. I just don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I haven't quite got the Drake thing. Well, then I'm going to tell you that again, later on that year, with a song called In My Feelings, he spent 10 weeks at number one. Holy fucking shit, it's 2018. So in the year 2018, 29 <coughs> of the available 52 weeks had a Drake song. That's amazing. One. Wow. Uh, all right. I can't believe we didn't know that. <laughs> um, Maroon 5 are back and featuring someone very dear to the hearts of this podcast. Who did Maroon 5 have a number one song with? Dear to our hearts. Kathy Bates. <laughs> Maroon 5 and Kathy it's Bates. It's amazing that you almost got the initials right. Uh, Kevin Bartlett. <laughs> no, almost right. Uh, what's um, also... Kelly... Kelly... Uh, Kelly? Is it a Kelly? No. no. But it, it sounds like Kelly, kind of. Kylie... <laughs> Coily. <laughs> I mean, it's a ridiculous kind Coily? of name like Carly. Kari. You're so close. Carly, Carney, Kari, Kami. Kari. What, what was. Kami, Kami. <laughs> Kari, Kali, Kami, Kani. What did I say? What have you said? You've said. <laughs> You've said every possible thing but the thing you've got to say. Maroon 5 and... Kemi. Cardi B. months we can't fucking stop talking about Cardi B <laughs> I'm like Cardi B Cardi B Maroon 5 I still don't know that song right 
Girls like you guys, guys, guys like me. No. Really? Yes. Okay. Don't shame me. Maroon 5 featuring Cardi B. Girls like you um, Seven weeks at number one. Has not been mentioned so far in the um, song. I don't know her music that well, but from uh, on her online presence, I find it quite interesting. Um uh, more interesting than I imagined that I would find her music, so I should check it out at some stage. But seven weeks at number one, female artist, active online, Ariana Grande. Ariana, oh, is Grande. that right? Yes. Holy shit! Uh, do you know the song "Thank You Next"? I think so. Um, <laughs> that was the, no. The next time that a song went to number one for more than eight weeks at number one, Seven Rings" by Ariana Grande. So there's never been a Beyonce. Oh, have you skipped? Well, she, no, Beyonce had the, the well, guesting. just the the guest. I just would have thought Beyonce would have done. That's clearly good PR. <clears throat> well, we're, yeah. Well, she's not going to get one. That's what I'm going to tell you. So she hasn't had a number one hit for the entire decade. Well, she might have had a number one. You hit. didn't see it. She's. Oh, this is not a comprehensive list. I've been going for ones that had over five weeks. Right. But What's your actually, I'm going to say. That um, you might be right. I don't think she has. Not one. That's crazy. Would you have thought that before you read the list? I would have thought there would have been something that got to number one, surely. But it doesn't seem that there has been. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, finish off uh, music, uh, music. Music. And we will uh, be done. So, um, all right, let's well, go. No, to, then we're going to do movies. Yes, but I mean, we'll be done, done with, music. With, 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 with music. And, and Simpsons Donkey. Uh, Drake's God's Plan and Drake's In My Feelings uh, were the 2018 big songs. Um, so Drake's, yeah, Drake's fucking massive. Uh, so, um, all right. <clears throat> In uh, 2019... Um, we have Seven Rings by Ariana Grande and then 19 Weeks at number one. Uh, so the biggest song of this year. Of this year, the yeah. biggest song. Well, I reckon Dance Monkey might be a chance to knock... Yeah, well, but the other biggest song of this oh, this year. And it's a real... It's a famous pop star? Uh, no. A famous name. Ah. Oh. Making a massive comeback combined with a rapper, hip hop artist. And it went number one. Massive name uh, in the R&B, hip hop kind of world. It's a country R&B oh, crossover. The Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Which is a great song. I really enjoy it. Little Nas X. music video too. And Billy Ray Cyrus. 19 weeks and yeah. number one. Old Town Road. That's an infectious song. Uh, Lizzo's Truth Hurts. Seven weeks and number one. And then... That's it at this stage. How are all those rock and roll bands? <laughs> I mean, wow. It's not a lot, is it? None. Maroon 5 is as close as we got. And Ed Sheeran with his bloody looping pedal. Oh, here we go. Do you want to, I've, I've got a, I know that we don't need to spend more time on this, but I've got a breakdown. Okay. There's a little breakdown here. of like, So artists that made it to number one more than once. Cardi B, three times. Maroon 5, three times. Kesha, three times. Eminem three times. Right. Uh, Cardi B. Four times. 
The weekend, post Malone. Wow. Adele made it to number one four times. Five times. Taylor Swift, so she made it more times. She just didn't have as many times as, as like the long running, long running, and Justin Bieber. So again, two people yeah. that we didn't have big, but had a lot more. Shine brightly, but not long. Six, Drake. Holy All fucking right. shit! Now, three places left: seven, okay. eight, and nine, and only three artists. So this is actually a summation of songs that mm. made it to number one mm. in the last decade. So technically, on this countback, these are the three. Biggest artists, at least in getting number ones of the last decade. Okay. Who are they in order? And we've mentioned them all. We've mentioned them all. So who featured heavily was Riri, Katy Perry for a while, and then Adele made a run for it? No, I said Adele had four. Four, four okay, number you ones. Her? Adele. Okay, so, but Riri and Katy Perry, right? You can't tell me? Uh, I, you know what? I'm happy to tell you. The, the last three, so the three most number ones of the last decade are Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, and Rihanna. I just haven't told you what order they're in. So okay. you tell me. Rihanna won. Rihanna, you think, had the most yep. number ones yep. of the last decade. Yeah. Rihanna is the most successful recording artist of the last decade. Well, the way you're ones. asking it, maybe we think in number one. No, I'm, I'm Okay. I just think that's a big... Yeah, that's. I feel like I've also heard there. a stat about Katy Perry about her selling more number ones than the Beatles too. So maybe I'm thinking maybe I think whatever it is, I'm going to put Bruno in third, and I think it's going to be Riri or Katy Perry number one. Can I lock in Bruno for number three? You can lock it in. <laughs> Still alive. All right. So basically, seven number ones, by the way. Seven yep, number ones in the last decade. Three. Bruno Mars, pretty okay. great. So I'm trying to work out. Oh, the only this knowledge artist had eight number ones. At number two. Number two and number one is actually nine number ones. Oh, so it's neck and neck. So yeah. it's almost a flip of the coin, really. Uh, okay, so I am going to nominate this. Well, here's my thought pattern. is I did read an article once or a fact about Katy Perry, more number ones than the Beatles, which I remember going, oh, that's odd. So that's locked away in my memory. But having heard the list, I heard Riri's name a lot of times, more than I thought. So they're the only two bits of information I have in my mind to make my decision. My gut is saying Riri. But my brain is saying, Katy Perry. What do you trust, your gut or your brain? Well, you know what? My brain has failed me every time. So I'm going to go, my gut, I'm going to say, <laughs> reread number one. And the lesson you should learn in this is trust your gut and not your stupid, stupid brain <laughs> because you're right. No, my yeah. gut was reread. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And number one. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. And I was right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh my God. Well, this yeah. is such a yeah. fucking huge moment. This is a breakthrough. Me. Trust your gut and not your stupid brain. Yes. Yeah. What a great lesson to learn. Rihanna, nine number ones in the last decade. Katy Perry, eight. And Bruno Mars, seven. Wow. Well, you know why my brain was right? Because it listened. Do you <laughs> know what I loved about up. that? That's really... If we had not done this, I just would have had a completely different, different impression. Idea. Yeah, I would have had Beyonce as the highest selling artist. <laughs> last... If you asked me two hours ago, who's had more number ones, Beyonce or Rihanna? I think, well, maybe it's a trick question, but I would have thought they'd be close enough. If you ask someone who'd had more hit singles like Katy Perry or Beyonce, Taylor Swift or Katy Perry, would you have said I mean, Katy I would Perry? have said Taylor Swift and Katy... I, I don't know. Maybe I was right. I mean, well, clearly, I was That's amazing. Rihanna. But That's fascinating. <coughs> there you go. All right. When, when, let's take another little break. little break, reassess how much time we have left. Yeah. And we're back. So we're done with music. 
we'll focus on movies because we probably run out of time to do TV. Yeah, as well. no, we talk about TV and movies all the time. Yeah. Um, so I went, uh, there's a bunch of like, you know, top films lists, but I went to wired.com mainly because when I went through the list, it had a lot of films that I reckon you and I have both seen. Okay, great. The New York Times, hoity toity, <laughs> bunch of films we couldn't make yeah. jokes about. Um, whereas this, I think it's, so this is like their 24 top films of the last decade. Correct. So I thought what we could do though, is you pick three films that you think will definitely be on this list. Oh, Okay. That would definitely be on the list yeah. of best films. Best films, according to Wyatt. Uh, the Dark- and uh, the only hint I can give you is it sits in the mainstream. The Dark Knight. No, in the last decade. Was that not in the last decade? Dark Knight Rises was 2012. Dark Knight was no. 2008. Dark Knight Rises might not make their list. It doesn't. <laughs> Spoilers. Because <laughs> it's not in this decade. <laughs> um, uh, on, before we go on, have you got the charger up here? Uh, oh, I can get one. Yeah. Sorry. All right, All right thanks we're for that. back. Means I can get an Uber when we're done. Yeah, that good. All right. Uh, okay. okay. Are, are there any Christopher Nolan movies on the well, list? Well, what I'll tell you. So, uh, Wired wrote a little, uh, 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 a little qualifier. So, this is the film. So, this gives you an idea of the kind right. of films we're talking about. Um, the ones that caused audiences to leave the theatre gobsmacked or heartbroken or mind blown. Not everything here is a genre film, which is our specialty, but there are probably more sci-fi, fantasy, and comic book movies here than on any other best-of roundup. Okay. Uh, so Ave- very tofu. Avengers Endgame. Okay, that's going to be one of them. Uh, Inception. Okay. Is that in the last decade? Oh, okay, well, now you've got me thinking it's not on the list. You better so. be sure, buddy. Because we haven't worked out your punishment yet, which is <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> if your three films are on this list, I kill you. Um. Oh God! Uh, this is my version of Saw. <laughs> it is. Um, it's hard to name good movies off the top of your head when you John Wick. But think of ones that are like you know just what are the Fight Clubs of the last decade culturally significant impactful? films? Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll just give me. Some I, haven't, I haven't read through them, but yeah. they're sort of so ones that. Give me a bit more. Give, give me a couple. Well, you know what? To be honest, and this might be in the direction. Mm. These are not the films. <laughs> You're not going to guess any. <laughs> Just looking through all of them, none of them were like blockbusters, <laughs> as in like the highest-grossing film of their year. But all of them were were prominent. They were all kind of like some were Oscar-nominated, but none were like created quotes that everyone would say. No, there was no Black like Panther. Okay, that's another one, is it? I don't know. You, to, you know what? Give you, me some clues. You're going to get... Pun- well, I can't because... <laughs> um, okay, so... There we, all right, how about this? There's a time travel film in there? Uh, there's a time travel film. Yep. There's, uh, there is the comeback of a beloved 80s Creed. actor. Oh, 80s actor. Yeah. Who, well, yeah, his peak was probably in the late 80s. Uh, personal favourite of mine... Oh, uh, Michael Keaton, Birdman. Okay, so you want to put that in your top yes. three? All right. Well, based on that, based on that I'd like okay, to Okay, there's another film. You. There's another film that you know I love. Uh, there's another film that was part of a hilarious misunderstanding at the Oscars one year. Oh. Um, okay. Okay. That's enough clues. You've got right. to give me your. God. Um, all right. There's well, an alien film, there's a horror film. Okay. There's a Marvel film. There is 
a DC film. Okay. There's two Marvel films. There's... Bird Birdman. Yeah. Black Panther. Get out. You lock those in? Yes. Okay. Final answer? That's my final answer. Don't want to put any Oscar winners in? I don't answer. No, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. All right. Film one. 2010's The Social Network. Not a great film. You don't think? No. Well, according to Wired, it's Aaron Talkin's best script, a dolphin skin smooth nightmare, and Jesse Eisenberg's best performance. Eisenberg's good, but it ruined... Is it? Is he? Or is yeah. he just Jesse Eisenberg? Well, here's what I would say is, I reckon Jesse Eisenberg before that was fine. And then he got so much attention for doing that. Like, you know how Johnny Depp just turned into Captain Jack Sparrow? Yeah. I think that Jesse Eisenberg turned into Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> like, as in like, you yeah. know, he just played that same character in pretty much everything. So I'm taking points off that movie because it ruined everything else Jesse Eisenberg was ever in. <laughs> And also, it was really factually inaccurate, and Aaron Sorkin's problematic. And Why I, is he problem- I see that people get annoyed at him. Why is he problematic? Oh, he's just too sort of. Well, there's a you know you could. Dave Anthony has a podcast called The West Wing Thing, which is well worth listening to if you want to hear about Aaron Sorkin being problematic. Okay. Um, all right. So the Social Network in 2010 wasn't one of your picks. This pick, this film, you'll never guess. But it's a good film. It's a English, English sci-fi action comedy from a mate. Shaun of the Dead. No, no, from 2011, <laughs> from a mate of Edgar Wright's. Oh, uh, they also blockers. what? The block. Close. Blo- rock the block. Attack the block. Attack the block. Joe Cornish's Attack the Block is a funny, nerve-rattling adventure flick about a bunch of teens in South London who defend the home from an alien invasion. It's good. It's really good. Joe Cornish is the director. They worked on Tintin. Okay. Together. I think they did. Did they direct it? No, Peter Jackson directed it. They did something. They wrote Tintin. They did Peter Jackson. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. In 2012, time travel film that is, has, in retrospect, I think people liked at the time, but in retrospect with analysis, people are a bit funny on. Looper. Yes. Well picked. Uh, Looper was going to say, Looper was going to be my, before... You kind of essentially gave me Birdman. Looper was going to probably be my other guess. Oh, really? Yeah. I felt like that was like one of those films that felt like... Uni kids liked and then yeah. they got a bit older and they're like, hang on, it's kind yeah. of dumb. It was like the rabbit movie. Well, they talked They talked about <laughs> What's it. What's the rabbit movie? Uh, uh, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. <laughs> they talked about it on the Weekly Planet because I liked Looper when I saw it. I think I saw it a couple of times. And then Meso had a bit of an issue with it. And then when they did their Ryan Johnson episode and they broke it down, I'm like... Oh, yeah, that is a bit dumb that they have telekinesis in a time travel film. <laughs> like, why bring that into it for no apparent reason? There's some apart from of, the ending. There's some bits of it that don't work, but there's a lot of it that I liked. I oh, liked it. Yeah. I'd like, And I like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance. I think he does a dead-on Bruce Willis. Sorry, who are you talking about? JGL. Oh, yeah, okay. The Green Lantern. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, 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 okay, this next film. So... Uh, this film was a sci-fi, high-concept sci-fi film by a director who this year is being praised for his foreign language film that many believe is the best film of the year. Oh, um, Parasite is that movie. Yes, and that director uh, is Boon, Boon, Bong Joon-ho. Bong, yeah, Bong, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hits from the Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's been delivering it for 10 years. Yes. Yeah. It's from the bottom. <laughs> yes, that delivered. other people have made that joke, surely. <laughs> sure, well, if they haven't. I mean, that should be a headline, like a retrospective in his career, a hit from the bong joke. Another hit from <laughs> bong the bong. Juno. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so I concept. Um, That's what he should open his Oscars winning speech with. <laughs> if he wins the Oscar, he should say. Or whoever's doing the hosting the Oscars should do like one of those Billy Crystal style yeah. musicals. Get Cypress Hill. Where they have Cypress Hill. Anyone order an orchestra, possibly while high? Uh, uh, okay. What was the what was that movie? It's a high concept. Was it twenty thirteen? I can't remember. It's uh, they've adapted to a TV series. that's coming out. Stars Captain America. Mm, no, I don't know. Snow. Oh, Snowpiercer on the train. The train movie. Yeah, the satire about society. Never made it through the whole movie. Oh, it's really good. It's I, very I kept, absurd. It's like I a Terry Gilliam film. And I and I keep losing interest. Um, this next film is twenty thirteen. Uh, a director, like a, a, a kind of from our era, a beloved kind of late 90s, uh, like, you know, noughties era director, came from a cool culture, did a lot of great music videos. And then this film... Mike Jones. Yes, and the film was... Uh, well, it's too late for... 2013. So 2013, what was... Uh, Where the Wild Things Are? No, are you getting No, no, no. Think about the themes of a film like Ex Machina. Um, starring a dude who's a bit of a joker. Ah, uh, so Joaquin Phoenix and Spike Jones. He won an Oscar for best screenplay. Can't remember what was. Man that? wants to fuck a computer. Oh, I hated that film. <laughs> yeah. What was that? They all wore those skivvies in the future. The future looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was. What, what was that movie called? Her. Her. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. Man falls nerd. in love with his, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Was you didn't like that film? Oh, I hated that film. Unwatchable dross. And I, yeah, I like Spike Jones, and I hated that film. I thought it was terrible. This film, you won't know, because I know this film, and I, I like this filmmaker, but this film, this filmmaker, his original film is commonly known as being like the most credible time travel film Oh, I know the movie you're talking about. Yes. But I don't know. I wouldn't know. It's what called Upstream Colour, which yep. is. Uh, okay, so what they say is why, uh, and why it is. Uh, shh, you're confused. That's okay. There are pigs, weird flowers, some kind of evil folly artist, a man and a woman. Focus on them, those two. Clearly, they're falling in love. This is a love story, not an easy one, but when was love easy? It's hurt and repair, sensitivity and devotion. The pigs are the parasites and they mean something, surely. Something about cycles and resonance and the value of life. That's enough. Find meaning in the moments, not in the whole. This outing, Shanecraft Second, is uncrackable. <laughs> it asks you to give up the burden to know or understand. It's, a make, it's, it's make-believe of the boldest, truest kind. It is, that is true. It is imperceptible. I really like Primer and I went to see this. I even went to a special screening where Shanecraft came out and spoke afterwards. And it... It's so arty that I'm like, I'm the dumbest man in the room. I have no idea why are there pigs running around and now there's a slow motion of a flower opening and stuff. If I knew that's what I was in for and I was in the right mood, I'd probably be fine with it, but it's not what I would go out of my way to go and see. <laughs> uh, 2014, comeback of a beloved actor. Bird, 
Birdie. Birdman. Birdie Bird. Birdie, Birdie Beetle. <laughs> Michael Keaton and as showbag favourites. <laughs> he only comes out once a year at the show. And it's the Birdie cheapest. Beetle. Tickets for two, two yeah. bucks thirty. Yeah, we've we've been doing these charts and we realise that these crimes only happen during the times of the royal show. <laughs> uh, Birdman, Michael Keaton's best role to date, you reckon? That'll Beetlejuice, I reckon. I... Yeah, I mean, it's very accomplished. I, I like him in everything that he's done and I find great delights in... He lost the Oscar to Eddie Redmayne playing Stephen Hawking. And I'm like, Stephen Hawking, there's something to base it on. You can copy something. There's something to create. But that character in Birdman, although it was largely Michael no, Keaton... No, based on a true story. <laughs> uh, robbed. I, I mean, thought. sure, Eddie Redmayne, yeah, it's had Stephen Hawking to base his character on, but... You know, Michael Keaton was playing a bird man and <laughs> there are both birds and men everywhere. So, like, it's not a great leap of imagination to combine the two. Uh, next film, 2014. Just watched a lot of Big Bird on Sesame Street. This is another time travel sci-fi that people love. Starring an actor who people have also come to love again, it seems. Oh. Who isn't Keanu. Okay. And they, Who they, is a huge star, was the biggest star in the world for the longest time, had a curious dip in popularity, but so through sheer fucking grit and putting himself on the line has seemed to have won the public's love again. Oh, sheer grit and putting himself on the line. So it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Um, this guy would literally do anything for you to come see Tom his film. Cruise. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what do people want to see me do? Um, I'll fly a spaceship to outer space. When you say it's a time travel movie, yes. it's, it's not the Live Another Day or whatever yeah, it's called. That's correct, but that's not the name of the film. Eat, pray, destroy. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. Live, die, tomorrow. I believe that die, you're, I believe you're referencing up. the name of the book. Live, kill, repeat or something. Yeah. Is that what the movie's called? <laughs> that's what the book's called. They changed the name to the most generic action film title. Um, if you were like writing an episode of Family Guy, <laughs> And the manatees had to pick the... So it's um, a place, a position, and a descriptor of time. Tomorrow? Yeah. Something about tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Die tomorrow? No, it's a... What did you say the other a, one was? A position. A be, position. Yeah. Mis missionary tomorrow. <laughs> Doggy tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. <laughs> All right. First cowboy tomorrow. 2015 is a film that you know I love. And you love as well, but I probably it means more to me. Uh, Probably my favourite film of the last 10 years. Oh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. I should have thought of that immediately. Enough has been said about that. Uh, this next film we don't know. I'll be staggered. I believe it's a kind of fruit. Uh, Kumquat. No, Tangerine. Moving on. <laughs> have you seen Tangerine? Don't think so. Okay, this film... I mean, I haven't seen it. And there's nothing really remarkable about it. To give you a clue, it's an Irishman. Who is it? The movie The Irishman? No, Martin Scorsese is starring a real life Irish actor who is a bit of a wild child, but has since sort of won people back with some artsy stuff. Uh, Colin, yeah, and the film is a kind of crustacean. <laughs> crabs, <laughs> yeah, where he had surgery, replaced his hands with crabs, uh, of course, <laughs> no, with crabs. <laughs> It's like, Colin, you're missing, you're missing the, the real point here. 
<laughs> All right. 2016 brought us a film that caused a huge ruckus at the Oscars one year. Um, I can't remember what, what those... Do you remember what, either film? One of them was the slavery film, wasn't it? The No. Oh. Um, no, I can't remember either of them. Moonlight. Those. Wasn't oh was that not about slavery? No. Moonlight. It wasn't a no. gay love story of a black guy not, growing up no in slaves. Slavery. No, no. Just a kid growing up in poverty. Yeah. You think of Twelve Years a Slave? I might have. Twelve Years of Moonlight. I might have combined the two. <laughs> we'll add that to our John Simpson film, <laughs> yeah, Twelve exactly. Years of Moonlight. Like, yeah, I think I think at the end of Twelve Years as a Slave, it's like a gay love story. <laughs> Is it? I th- no, I think oh. that I've combined the two oh, movies. Really? In my head. It goes for six hours. <laughs> Uh, Moonlight. What was the film that won? But then they're like, no, Moonlight, it's yours. I mean, it was so horrible that moment, but it was great to watch, wasn't it? What was that movie? I mean, I think... I can't remember, uh, though. All right, I'll look it up. Oscars 2016, right? Yeah. Oscars. Isn't that amazing, though? Because that was even the... Like, every single joke was about that for the next two years i should know what the reference is so that's you right so you're the producer who gets on stage Mm. thinking your film has just won and then you read the envelope and you see it's moonlight like what do you do well i mean i think it's amazing that he did what he did that he was able to assess what had gone on quickly enough to i felt he rushed the moonlight thing like i felt that maybe you know like he came out like shouldn't he have just stopped and gonna hang on and given it back to the presenters to make the big announcement well i think i think in that moment everyone's panicking and nobody knows what's going on the fact that he didn't do anything worse than what he did i think is a miracle because that could have gone badly and it would not have been his fault and he would have been in front of the world saying hey there's been a massive fuck up here like i think it was fine like it's not his problem to solve is what I would say. Yeah. You know, it, some someone else has put him in a completely unwinnable situation and I thought he did fine under the circumstances. Sorry, I went to the Oscars 2016, mm. but it was the wrong year. <laughs> but I was, I'll just type in Moonlight. Because it was film. Warren Beatty, right? Wasn't it Warren, Warren Beatty? Warren Beatty read out a different film. And I'll just go to the Moonlight page. This should tell us. What would it be? Like, it sucks to be those guys, right? Well, particularly as we can't even remember what the name of their film was. I know, I feel bad. And they were this close to winning an Oscar. <laughs> scrolling to the end when they win their Oscar. Critical response, Logue Reporter. Da, da, da. It's got to be an Oscar thing. Accolades. Moonlight received six nominations. It won the Golden Globe, the best motion picture. It didn't say what it beat out, though. Holy shit. Oh, well, fuck them. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Someone worked really hard on that. I mean, they came second, maybe. While you're looking that up, I'll just go through the next film because you haven't seen it. It's a film called The Handmaiden. Do you know it? Uh, I've heard of it. No, you haven't. What's it about then? <laughs> Some handmaiden? Hey! <laughs> a Korean film... It's a psychodrama about thievery, art, and loyalty in Japanese-occupied Korea. It's positively Shakespearean in its scope and splendor. Did you find it? I did. Okay. And the winner is... Yeah. La La Land. Ah, I knew it was La La Land. I just didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was the guy who made... 
that astronaut movie. That would be a good character for a, like a, a, a sketch yeah. Like on a sketch show, it just a guy hindsight goes, guy. The guy goes on quiz shows, but he's like, "Yeah, I knew that, but I just didn't say it." Captain Hindsight. Okay, next film, 2016, a yeah. sci-fi film, excellent, hard sci-fi, uh, alien film. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Gravity. No, Aliens. Um, Starring a star of a DC film or films. Oh. Um, she might say she's a plucky reporter. So Amy Adams. Uh, and she's with a guy who shoots bows and arrows in other movies. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And oh. it's Aliens Talk to Us by Simon. Oh, I, remember, I hated this You film. fucking hate good movies. You're an I idiot. I hate alien films. Really? Out of space. Oh, aliens. they're on Earth. Yeah, but still, close enough. <laughs> 2017, a horror film yeah. shook up the world. Nominated for a bunch of Oscars. What was the name of the dumb Amy Adams film anyway? The Arrival. The Arrival. Uh, yeah, in 2017, this horror film came out. Went bananas. Huge hit. Get Out. There you go. So you've got Birdman and Get Out. What was the other one you guessed? Anchorman. Anchorman 2. <laughs> Anchorman 2. <laughs> the Return of Ron Burgundy. All right. This next film... We have talked about clearly the best film of this particular series of films. John John Wick. No. Uh, the best film of this series of this yeah. series. Inarguably the best, this entire series film franchise, this entire series, and there's been a few. This is inarguably the best one. Inarguably. In fact, if you don't love it, you're an idiot. Oh, the last Jedi. Yes, it is. <laughs> Correspondence will not be entered into. Uh, this it is great though, and I've heard the new one's terrible. So <laughs> sucked in, sucked in, idiots. Uh, this film does not deserve to do this. It's a Marvel film, uh, but like, sure, as a film that defined the decade, no, but fun, sure. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, not even. It should be that because. Um, I said Black Panther, but this is not Black Panther. Um, Iron Man was the start, but that's too far back. 2017, so only two years ago. So, the, oh, I so mean, this is a movie. You from would not think of this. Like, if I told you that there is a Marvel film on this list, or there's going to be a couple of Marvel films, and I get in the last five years, you would not guess this because I didn't. Thor Ragnarok. Yes, one of the most culture-defining. I think it is a great film. Fun. I'd like, but very fun. So is Hot Tub Time Machine. Yep. Uh, Oscar winning film by a genre favorite about fucking fish. <laughs> ah, Guillermo del Toro, the fish fucker. Yep. Uh, I didn't mind that. DC's either, only good movie in 2017. Uh, Wonder Woman. Marvel film from 2018. Think before you answer. From 2018. Yeah. And when you answer, you got to lock it in. Uh, Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't come up with the punishment, so you're right. This film is one of my favourite sci-fi films. You'll probably hate it. It's not out of space, but it's like weird art house sci-fi uh, with a hot leading lady. Um, Went to Netflix pretty <clears throat> much. Oh, it's not that. No, it's a... Uh... 
with a hot leading lady. Looks like a with a shaved head. Um, uh, no, Natalie Portman, Annihilation. I did not. I love that <sighs> movie. No. You and I, clearly. Poles apart. Obviously, into the spectrum. That's yeah. why this works. <laughs> I like good films, and you like it's shit. A, original odd couple. Uh, oh, I like a, a random selection of things. I I'm, I'm the first to admit that like a lot of things that people think are great, I don't absolutely love, and sometimes I like something that people think is shit. Um, look, I love the Last Jedi, guys. <laughs> what I'm really trying to say is, <laughs> I don't even know if I loved it that much, but compared to all the other ones that are so terrible. I loved it. Uh, one of the best reviewed animated films of the last five years, but people love this film. Like this is one of those animated films that's for kids, but it translates to adults. Oh, and it, it's very psychedelic, and the art's really interesting. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yes, have you seen it? I have. I loved it. It's really yeah. great. No, I loved it. Uh, that th- was actually again. I know that's hindsight guy, Captain Hindsight. <laughs> but when I was originally trying to think of like what a movies two that came to mind were looper and spider-verse so i'm not surprised yeah well I, 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 that would certainly would have been on my list of going oh this is unlike anything that i have watched like yeah, that's ages. what i thought I, yeah. I curated it to our particular mm-hmm. taste mm-hmm. we've seen all these films apart from mm-hmm. the handmaid which you vaguely think you know the plot well in retrospect i'm not sure that i do uh i've seen this film uh to give you a clue i'm not sure if you've seen it but it was kind of an indie hit from last year Starring a guy who's made for walking. Uh, Christopher Walker? <laughs> Paul, Paul Walker. This list is not so good. <laughs> um, uh, an indie film. Yep. Starring a guy who was made for walking. Yeah, that, that, that clue isn't helping me. What are made for walking? Shoes. No. <laughs> Boots. Uh, Boots Riley? No. Sorry to bother you. Oh, yeah, actually, I did see that. That's okay. Good good film. I didn't mind that film. That was was entertaining. Well, spoilers, but uh, man-horse hybrids. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I I put that on one night and was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I actually did. All right. Last film to round out the decade. Hits from the... Oh, it's from the bomb. Jun Ho. Jun Ho. Parasite. Yeah. And I agree. So it is hits from the bong. Yeah. Two hits from the bong. Have you seen Parasite? No. It's awesome. Such a great film. I believe it has, it plays on the themes of capitalism. It does. So I think that I probably will. Yeah, I think yeah. (laughs) Just stand up. Just raised. Yeah, exactly. Start the revolution. Get arrested. (laughs) Bong on. (laughs) Bong on. (laughs) Try and start the revolution. Trip over. (laughs) Have to be carried out of the cinema. Your pants fall down. Someone snaps a photo, put it on their phone. All right. Thanks, guys. That's it. Uh, That's our bonus episode. Our bonus episode. And uh, this is really to support uh, the firefighters and uh, uh, people helping out during the bushfires. So there's a link in the description. If you like this and you feel like you can chuck them some money, that would be great. So go to our GoFundMe. I don't know what it's called yet. 50 cents an hour. What? Well, as in like... Oh, yeah, pay 50 cents an hour. That's fucking a bargain, mate. That's what you'd pay to see a a talkie back in the 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Give me two nickels for a talkie, you'd say. Yeah, 50 cents an hour. That's from good bloody quality. Uh, and we've got nothing else to promote because this is a bonus and we're on holiday. So we guess we well, I'm sh- on tour. I've still got to pay my bills, I mate. I do. 
Well, you know, if we're raising money for the firefighters, but it doesn't mean I can't wet my beak a little. Mean, <laughs> doesn't mean that I still don't have oh, man. Get your piece, have your slice, Godfather. Uh, I'm going to do something for other people. 2020. <laughs> yeah, this is all this up until now was for other people. But come on, let me get my slice. <laughs> Uncle Will's got a bit of a taste. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a little something, something. Do shit for other people when I'm living on the streets, Charlie. <laughs> so. I am on tour. Sydney Comedy Store for my... Uh, <laughs> fuck you all. Uh, <laughs> Great uh, positive Wyong. message to go out no, on. No, Wyong uh, January 11. <laughs> so that's soon. Wyong January 11 and then Sydney Comedy Store, uh, the improv shows in January and then Brunswick Heads in Adelaide and Melbourne. And Anyway, comedy.com.au, all my dates. Uh, come and see me do some shows. Awesome. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>